to uh, Tyrell, just make things a little bit more difficult for you. Um, I love, I love just challenging your brain. I'm looking. I love for it, man. I, I need challenges, bro. Um, it's important. We buy a cow at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. The butcher will separate that cow into every single piece that cow has onto it, and that cow will last us for the entire year, if not more, mm-hmm. in terms of ground beef, steaks, uh, and, and whatnot, fats, things that we can use. That will last us for an entire year. Right. Um, are you against that intrinsically as being able to, you know, because we can we can have a garden, we can have carrots, but you know, proteins are something that we need. And if we are looking at an all natural, a primal state, meat is something that obviously, like obviously, we don't entirely need. However, it is com- it is totally supplemental to us. It is uh, in- inherent to our genes as omnivores yeah. that we are able to and carnivores. crave like crave meat. Yeah. Well, we're not we're not just carnivores. We're omnivores. Yeah, omnivores. Oh, omnivores. Yeah, both. No, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, Do you see a? Is it more of a moral conundrum for you? Like, even though every single night. When we say grace before we'll eat, we'll eat a burger. We will thank God for that, and I will. I'll actually think about those words. I will. I will mourn the cow. I right. will mourn the life of that cow. Say, thank you. Like thank you for you know this part of you that you're actually feeding me. You're giving me sustenance. I'm not taking your life in vain. I'm actually taking it into myself. Um, do you think there's a, a fine line between that? Because we won't. I simply refuse to buy meat from a grocery store. I refuse right. to buy meat from anywhere unless I know the cow. Yeah. Um, so, like, so your family buys a cow, right? Yes. How much does it cost to buy a cow? Uh, for for an entire year worth of cow, about four grand. Four grand. Damn. That's a lot of Beyond Meat burgers and Impossible burgers. Yeah. And you mentioned protein. You can pro. What is protein? Chemically or. Both. Tell me what protein is. It's a buildup of amino acids. It's a, okay. it's a building. Amino acids are the building block of protein. Right? And, and you get that from weightlifting. Exactly. Right? Yeah, amino so look, let me ask you this. Proteins. Let me ask you this, though. What's the strongest animal on the planet? Strongest and like strength wise, dude. Strength I'm having no fucking silverback in my basement silverback. right now. No, dude, silverback. We're to a yeah, thousand you're pieces. right. Silverback is the strongest animal is on the planet. Right? Oh, shit. Silverbacks, you got um, rhinos. I know exactly where they he's don't eat going, meat. And yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I know they don't eat meat. But aren't gorillas? Gorillas omnivore? probably eat. They're more. I think they're more herbivores than than omnivores. But they eat probably. I would say less than one percent of meat. Less than one percent. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I already did, man. Uh, what gorilla, is it? Gorillas are herbivores, mainly consume plant materials uh, as their diet. Uh, it includes leaves, stems, roots, young branches, buds, barks, pits, seeds, and uh, fruits. Tyrell. They, they also they eat insects. So if you want to yeah. be an asshole, you can classify Inse- that oh, as insects a carnivore. Is I'm going to be an asshole and hit you with an off-ball question here. What do you think the threat is of a gorilla that has learned bodybuilding techniques? <laughs> so <laughs> random. Gorilla, if you think about it, gorillas and silverbacks are the strongest Bro, creatures on the planet, fucking, but they don't know any they're bodybuilding. They're crazy strong. We will see Planet of the Apes. 
We will yeah. see Caesar and his, his gang taking over, bro. Great like, fucking movie. It's a great movie. Oh my, tr- tr- trilogy. You know, I use that fucking ape to, ape, to ape yeah. by himself weak. Keep, keep ape together yeah. strong. <laughs> I use that shit all the time. What do you use? In the movie, in the movie, he takes a stick. Caesar takes a stick. He goes ape together. He breaks it. No, no, no. Ape alone. He breaks it. Weak. Then he takes five sticks. And then he tries to bend it. Strong. It won't break. He goes, he does his sign language shit. And he goes, ape together. Strong. Well, it's like that whole thing in a a bug's life. It's like one ant stands up. They're weak. He's like, if you let all the ants stand up, then the grasshoppers don't stand a chance. Yeah, the I governor, the, the the governor of like the ants or something. He was like, yeah, a single ant can't do anything, but once they rise up as a colony, well, it was it's a well, metaphor for our government. Of yeah, course, oh, I, absolutely, it's, I've it's, seen that. It goes with anything. Man. Yeah. Oh no, I'm good. Yeah, it's no, oh, it's so crazy. I do think that. But I do see both. I do see where both of you guys are coming from. Well, that's like what myself, it is. I could not personally go vegan. I know, but that's just like a personal choice. But if someone else is gonna do it, like I totally respect them doing it. But if someone, somebody- I know, I'm with it. Yeah, I wanted to. Like I called him out for the almond milk thing, and he, he just came you. right back. Dude, he shut <laughs> you like, down. But man, Ty- uh, Tyrell, would you agree that? Although you're you're against eating meat, I'm totally for it. Of course, yeah. I'm. I'm I have no good reason to be against the, being a vegetarian. I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. Do you think that there is a value in a balance between yeah. taking the industry out of the, the meat industry and actually farming for, if you want meat, you can farm for your own. You can take care of it yourself. You know, it's so crazy because like one of my goals or one, you know, one thing that I want to do in life is to have a farm. And I thought about this over and a over farm? again. A farm. You know, I thought about this over and over again. So I got a lot of family that's, you know, live in the country. And um, I kind of grew up. My Aunt Pearl, she um, she had cows. She had pigs. She had chickens. You know what I'm saying? So our breakfast was super fresh. It was literally from the, the backyard, like you said, right? And I thought about it. I thought about it like, man, like this would be so dope. This would be life. I just can't look at eggs the same. Mm-hmm. It's a baby, bro. It's an embryo. You know what I'm saying? So you're thinking about it, you're like, this this could be a baby. And it just doesn't seem right to me. Like, I mean, it's just my personal like perspective. Doesn't mean it's the right perspective, but it's my perspective. Right? And I already took out meat. You know, already or I already took out milk. Let's say that. I took out milk first before I even went vegan. And you take out milk and you take out dairy, that's not only just milk, that's fucking cheese, that's ice cream, that's yogurt. You know what I'm saying? So I took all that out before I even went vegan. How do you substitute that? Uh, almond milk actually okay. has more calcium than regular milk. Does it really? Apparently, I mean, studies show that regular milk actually takes away calcium from your bones versus well, the, supplementing. The older you get, the worse regular milk is for you. Yeah. They say that too. Yeah. And so, I'll like, fall, before you finish, just I, I have a horse farm. We, we have a rescue farm. So, mm-hmm. any animals that you drink horse milk? Put down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Talking about milking horses. <laughs> Damn, what kind of milking you doing over there, bro? Oh, we got goat milk, bro. Yeah, I heard, you know, it's so crazy. I heard, like, goat milk is really good for you, but, like, me. Oh, you about to meet some goats later today before I was about to leave. say, if you wanted to, if you love animals, yeah, we have a bro, rescue yeah, farm. Yeah, you going to meet some goats. 100%. It's kind of a tradition. It's completely off I need, topic. I need to meet them goats. I know, but it's kind of it's kind of completely off topic. But before you leave here today, 
We're going to go down there and we're going to see some goats. And watch how they come to me because they know I'm one of them. Ushindi <laughs> didn't yeah. come see the goats. Because I'm a goat. <laughs> so we got we to gotta backtrack a little bit because yeah. you're going to meet them goats. I had some crazy experience when I went back home. Um, With a goat? Come on, well, get, to the the mic, mic, get to well, the mic. Get to the mic. Get, no, get to the mic. Oh, on, we yeah, already tell, admitted tell you story. were here, bro. Wow. Tell a story. You well, were on IG Live. People don't know you here. <laughs> you know, I used to hear a lot of times that animals actually, like, they, you know, they express emotions and stuff like that. And I, my first time I actually witnessed this was when I went back home. And, you know, part of a huge celebration they do is, like, for a wedding. Um... From the guy's side, they bring like cows, not cows, goats. Mm. And so they have to cook the goats. Cook? Uh, yeah, oh. uh, in the way of like, you know, a huge meal celebration. And man, I remember I was staring at this goat. It was like, we're having like some connections going. It was weird. I was just looking at it and he was looking at me and started like crying like Bleh! like <laughs> bro <laughs> and you can see it's not funny but you could see like the goat knows my time is coming up. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally like it, there was like three of them. No, and they both knew, you know? And you could just see from their like face expression and how depressed they were and like before they even cry their last cry and when they start taking them off like the leash and stuff and then they just start going crazy screaming just like crying and you can see the face dude like when you got the goat and it's chilling and then the time for it starts to come they like somehow they just know you know and they can't do anything about that shit was sad Wait, but that's yeah. still where, food where, that you were. I, I I didn't eat it. like because I saw I saw the whole process and how they just like did it and how like you know <laughs> and how like um, um, the struggle you went through and I don't know I just like I, I low key kind of emo- got emotional and. Um, even when like there was tripping off its clothes, like the skin and stuff like that, and it was just crazy. That Wait, was the first time I saw that shit. Where was this? Back home, dude. And, I remember in uh, Uganda. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, I had a I had a different emotion. Sorry, before Tyrell, no, you, you cut you, in. I, Tyrell has the next seat, <laughs> but um, I remember we we brought Rocky home. Rocky's my South African mastiff. He was he was heavily 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 abused. Uh, dude, I can't even talk about the story without crying. I got a good question um, for but you. I remember the moment that Rocky realized that, you know, this was his new home, that he was safe here, that he wouldn't have to worry about fighting for food, that he wouldn't have to worry about being beaten, that he was going to be cared for in this household. Um, and it's the happiest I've ever seen any cr- living creature. Right. You know, he was running around the house, wagging his tail, jumping up and down. Um, my dog can barely jump. You know, he's a big dog. Right. You know, he, he can't even get traction on our wood floors because his paws are so big, he's sliding out. But he was jumping up and down, just ecstatic that, you know, this was his new home and he was going to be taken care of. But some people view, like, 
cows and horses and like goats as their pets like how it would if like dog what if it was normalized that like people ate dogs bro that's exactly what i was about like, to say Brett, what if it was normalized bro. that people like had a <laughs> i got you bro yeah yeah what if it was normalized in america that people like had a farm full of dogs and you had to kill them yourself and you ate them that's exactly what i was about to say because in japan and other countries they eat dogs and dogs are household and pets. cats cats too cats too and right? that's where you need to look at Japan's history. You know, dude, Japan's poverty, they no, don't but, have farmland. It's not but even about if, poverty. No, but what, it's not even poverty. But what if it was normalized in America? The only yeah. reason it's not normalized is because yeah. we... Guy, because we... The only reason it's normalized is because we stem from farmland. No, no, nah, no. it's saying, because, no, because, because a household the, name is yeah, the dog, Because bro. we decided to, like, house them. Yeah. Like, what if along the line of American history, we decided to like farm them instead and eat them and instead you goats look took weird as hell right like who the fuck he's dog yeah you know what i'm saying fuck, like what if goats yeah, took yeah. Their, what if goats took their place or horses took their place as pets but somewhere down the line of america cats and dogs and bunnies and all these other things you consider pets were just eaten because like in other countries well, too that's like, where i say japan there's no farmland if you're in the city i'm not comparing it to japan i'm no, saying I, I in the I history of america that's what i'm saying is each place you look at you know, America, we had westward expansion. We had a lot of fertile land when it was colonized. So you had people who were going out solely for the purpose of getting land and farming. If you look at an area like Japan that was immediately industrialized, um, you get hundreds of thousands of citizens in a very small uh, and urbanized area. So you're not getting that farmland. That's where if you see a cat walking down the street and your family hasn't eaten in three days... You're going to grab that fucking cat. But you got to think about it, too. You're talking about survival. Exactly. That's survival. You know? Like, you're not talking about just, hey, fuck, I want some cat today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how Americans look at it. Like, they almost, I want a burger today. So you think that with survival, the more and as at a level of comfort, let's say you start here at a level of comfort. At you, you are well fed. You aren't hungry. As you descend into that hunger... Out of that level of comfort, you're losing a moral compass. Well, you become—I uh, wouldn't say no, uh, moral compass, but you become more desperate. It's the same way when people are like trapped on like, like an island or something without food, they eat other people. You yeah. become so desperate that you need to eat something of of sustenance, and and you know, it, to each his own. Everyone has a different viewpoint. Like I said earlier, like I could never stop eating meat. It's just be, for me, it's become such a natural part of my diet. And I would like to change that. I would like to like eat clean and, and mm-hmm. take a healthier route. It's just like the place I'm at, it's harder to do alone. What's just, harder about it? So how would a vegan affair oh, the Donner Project? Hold on, hold on though. What's harder about it? Uh, to be honest, it's it's mainly just the, it, for me, it's just the extra mile of, of thinking about what I'm eating. Cause What's I the just extra don't mile do, though? Uh, it's not hard to decide uh, what you're eating. No, Was your adjustment uh, difficult? For, not at all, bro. Yeah. I go to Chipotle instead of getting chicken. I get sofritas. Yeah. Fire. Oh, sofritas. Oh, I just don't like, that's good, the thing man. too. For me, it's just, <laughs> you know what I, I'm yeah. yeah. I mean, that's smart though. Like, I, I mean, I, I want to do that. Like, cause I just, at this point, I don't, I don't think twice on like what I'm putting into my body. I want to eat healthier and cleaner. Mm-hmm. Like, but for the now, it's just more, it's, I don't know. That's the only thing for me. Not, I'm not right, saying right, like right. everybody, it's harder. For, for me, like independently, I would find it more challenging. The yeah, biggest, the, by far the biggest thing for me about not becoming vegetarian or becoming vegan, even more difficult than actually the transition between meat to a, a meat substitute diet is the idea of what chemicals are being put into this to replace that? 
Like I'm, if, I'm if glad you have you a, asked. if you if you take a Coke and a Diet Coke, okay, that Coke has the high fructose corn syrup. I don't want that, so I'm going to drink the Diet Coke. What chemicals are being put into that Diet Coke to replace that high fructose corn syrup? Why does a Coke? Why does a regular Coke sink in water, but a Diet Coke floats? I mean, we have, re- we have chemicals the- pumped into our regular meat all day long that is still sent out that we don't know what it is. Let me ask you this though: As Why the fuck can you drink a Coke? And that same Coke you can pour on a fucking pickup truck that's rusted and it clears the rust off. Is oh. that, dude? Are you serious? Have you seen? Have, have you, you seen, seen a video? I've have never you, seen that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Have yeah. you seen those videos of like they take a tooth, like a human tooth, and they put it and they soak it in Coke for like a day and it rots I haven't and seen grows that bacteria? Video, yeah, I believe it's that. Though. Fucking gross. No, but I've I've yeah. seen that. that Shit, example. dude, I'm gonna stop drinking Coke. You should. I'm gonna go get yeah, a ginger ale out of the fridge. Fuck, bro, drink water and soda. It's soda. It's no different. The chemicals are the same. It's soda, bro. It's water. I've seen that example. They'll take Coke and like maybe... Bro, clean the rust off a car. Yeah. How yeah. the fuck do you do that with soda? You were drinking it. If it's doing that shit to metal, what yeah. the fuck do you think it's doing it's it to your kidney, bro? It's all the fucking chemicals. It's your liver. It's the same. Uh, they use it on a serpentine belt one time. Actually, I I, I don't care seeing- if it's a Michael Kors belt, bro. <laughs> that shit is disintegrating your body. I don't give bro. a shit where that belt came from. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it's, <laughs> if it's a fucking uh, a space belt, bro. Dude. Fucking uh, uh, yo, Buzz Lightyear built. Yo, he's you know what cl- I'm he's cleaning you out right now. You got to think about it, bro. Every- <laughs> <laughs> I really wish we were recording. My just man's so you- saying this shit. And he got a bottle of Coke right here. Yeah, I feel, I feel like shit. Every sip I take of this, shit, I feel like shit. Every I'm sip like, he take, his body's just turning to acid. I'm like, you. <laughs> the question <laughs> I have for him, he has a fucking rebuttal, and I didn't expect it. <laughs> Bro, I, I thought, I, I, thought I got your ass. With no, the, dude. Do you know what it takes to make almond milk? He was like, do you know what it takes to make a burger? I'm like, do what? Oh. Not, dude, do you know how many times? his? Okay, his video about, about veganism. Woo, I'm lightheaded. Do you realize how many how many comments he probably got on his YouTube video about veganism? Oh, yeah, I'm like, man. do you know that it's actually that? And he was right there. He probably yeah, Googled yeah, this shit before he did. No, yeah. I mean, I went, I went vegan solely for the diet challenge. Don't hate the man for being yeah. educated. I don't hate him at all. <laughs> He's is, such look, a fucking Beast. The Hot only reason take. why, look, the only reason why I'm educated because I, I I have this same analogy with everything that I do, the same great, like perspective. Though. It's like I look at it from both perspectives. Yeah. I look at it from the biased and unbiased perspective. And whatever makes the most fucking sense to me, I'm gonna go with. So when I, before I went vegan, I looked yeah. at vegan diet and I looked at you know the natural you know Western diet. And I compared the two. Wait, real, real quick, just just to people, because mm-hmm. I'm kind of uneducated. Just to people who don't, know, what do you mean by Western? Western diet, diet is meat with every fucking meal. So okay. you're talking about like breakfast, you having sausage, yeah. eggs, it's bacon. It's your main dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is fucking meat, 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 meat. I ain't that's talking about the meat that's in between your legs, but I'm talking about the meat, 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 meat. But if why there's do a you, meal without meat, I won't eat it. Why do you yeah. think, why do you Western say diet. Western diet? Because like everywhere else in the world, they eat meat. Uh, aside from maybe like the Muslim religion, they it, don't eat, they don't eat exactly. pork, but exactly. they still eat every other kind of meat. But a lot of other cultures, they use halal meat, which mm-hmm. means that they pray. Can they you pray. Actually, can you educate? Because yeah. I, I go to the grocery store, I see halal mm-hmm. meat. I see it's lower in price. I have no idea what halal is. Yeah, so halal. Actually, I think it might be a little bit more expensive. I Real buy that quick, for Argos. When you adjust it, grab it right here. Oh my fault. Yeah, you good. Um, so like, a halal meat. I, I was working at um this daycare center, and we had one of the kids that um their parents um they did halal meat, and halal meat means that they pretty much pray over the animal, you know, before they kill it. 
so really? say, if, say if you got a chicken, right? And and, and the chicken, you know, you, before you kill it, you kind of pray like, thank you, God, for, for the chicken or whatever. And then you kill the chicken. So like now it's prayed for, you know, it's like a little, it's, it's more humane, I would say, than the normal way of killing the so chicken. When you, when you, when so you, that's what I was saying when I say, when I say grace before I eat. When I when I actually thank God for this meal before right. me before this meat the mm-hmm. life that was actually taken to feed me right um, that's but, important but to me. but my thing my, my 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 response to that would be not to say that you're wrong or anything my response would be well did you need that to survive yeah that would be my response like do you need that meat that you just ate to survive and if you don't if your answer is no then why eat it. Yeah, you know, but you know, I can every, tell you that I need nicotine to get through my day. I think you don't. No, no, no. It's, listen, I'm glad you said that. There's a difference between need and want. Yeah, our mind gets confused sometimes when we have nicotine, cigarettes, or whatever. Every single day, we have. Oh shit! I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. There's one reason why I never got into coffee, and the reason why I never got into coffee is That's because smart. I saw people around me always say, "Fuck! I need my three cups of coffee. I need my four cups of coffee." I'm like, what the fuck? Like, if y'all drinking coffee and y'all talking about y'all need it and y'all like scratching y'all fucking neck, that's the only why thing the I have fuck going would for I me, drink man. it, bro? It's like, real. I've I've done like I used to be addicted to cocaine. <laughs> I'm addicted to meat right now. I'm addicted to nicotine, but I've never fucked with caffeine, and that's my. Whole I really life. Be I think of coffee, addicted to caffeine you, and coke. You, you, you <laughs> drink, uh, co- coffee, coffee, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Do you drink coffee, Alex? Yes, because I the minute he said that, you and me looked at each other. We're like. <laughs> But the yeah. thing is, how many, how many cups of coffee you drink a day? What? Oh, just one. But I used to. Ain't no way you drink no, one no, no. big what? No, no, sixteen no, ounce. No, no, fuck that. I drink, <laughs> I drink one twelve sixteen ounce. But I used. to... <laughs> I told you, bro. That's yeah. more than that's, normal. But when, that's like two I know. cups of coffee. Yeah, no, a day. Bro. no, but okay, well, okay. You know, if you think that's bad, I used to work at Starbucks. Oh fuck! No, I, I drink see, coffee like a motherfucker. I would see the same. I would see the same people coming in three times a day, yes. every day, and getting a venti, triple, pump, triple shot. espresso, I'm whatever like, the fuck it is. This is fu- one. It's fucking gross. You take care of yourself. That's coming from me. That says a lot. <laughs> but, but I used to drink it when I was working at Starbucks. I would just constantly. I was never not drinking. I did the coffee. same shit at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh god! Oh, you worked. See, I never got into yeah. coffee, bro. Because I, I, I love my coffee. mom drank coffee. My mom smoked cigarettes, and I always yeah. knew. I was like, "Fuck! If this is what it's like, where I need my, I need my cigarettes. I'm packing the bottom. You know, I'm smacking the bottom of them yeah, shit. Where I need my coffee. I need it. I'm like, what the fuck do I need that for? No, nah, but I, I, I like say, I like coffee for the taste. Like I do, got that's, that's why I drink it for the taste. But it's very like I literally I promise, bro. I promise to you, I literally drink coffee. I would say like once every fucking like two or three months, I'll drink some coffee. I'm jealous. Coffee. Oh, for, so you're not a because normal the coffee taste. Drink. It's not because of the caffeine it gives me. My thing was this. My my whole philosophy on caffeine was like, okay, it gives you a boost of energy, right? I used right. to go to work every day. Um, seven o'clock in the morning. A lot of the you know teachers and 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 um, some of the staff they would drink coffee, three four cups of coffee a day. I'm like, okay, if I can train myself to get through that and, and just kind of boost my energy naturally, I would never need coffee a day in my life. I feel like a lot of people don't let their body surpass that tired to wake themselves up exactly. naturally. Though, good point, right? So when you when you when you when you're super tired in the morning, you're at work. If you just fight through that shit, just do it for a week straight. Fight through that shit, and eventually you're gonna say, "Fuck, I don't need that coffee." What I started doing since I quit Starbucks instead of just like pounding coffee every day, 
Like if you're feeling you said pounding coffee. Yeah, man. <laughs> real. What the it's, fuck you doing with the coffee, bro? Need a little hip action? Yeah, dude. No, but I mean, seriously, you gotta get that nice rhythm. Putting a little whipped cream on it. You know what I'm saying? No cushion for the push. No, but hold on. Let me finish my point. But when you when you when you fucking it's the tequila baby when you hit that like that two p.m. three p.m. plateau what I'll do instead is I know a lot of other people can't do this but what I'll do at the office job because my me naturally I need to be moving and talking to people but at work I just sit at a desk and enter shit and like file papers well, what do you do instead of, uh, I'm an office administration for my dad's concrete company yeah 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 but um what I'll do instead is I'll just hop to the back of the office. Like when I'm feeling that tired, and I'll just do like 50 push-ups, mm. and that just wakes your body up because like you're moving again. Yeah. I feel that's what I was getting at is that I feel like a lot of people don't let themselves be tired or realize that they're tired. They feel that they need that jolt, that quick injection of caffeine to get. And they the don't day. want to turn to drugs. Well, they don't. Well, no, you don't even have to turn to drugs. Just get your. It's it's the fact that your body isn't moving. Your body needs to stay in motion because like back when you were talking about like hunter gatherer days, like we us as people. We're not meant to sit and lounge in a chair for eight to twelve like hours. Like we're doing a day. right now. Like we're doing right now during this podcast. No, we were. But meant we were to be, also weren't meant to sprint around for twelve hours. We were meant to be. We were well and like unhealthily. Like we were meant to be like con- like being able to constantly moving our muscles and like able to like hunting for things and physically active. Thing. You know what I mean? I'm fast but now it, we either work jobs or we sit at a desk for like eight hours a day or you work jobs like Starbucks or waiting jobs where you're required to be rushing around panting well, for on the, eight to ten hours on the topic of Starbucks if you look at um, you know the cocoa industry mm-hmm. that is cacao the cacao you uneducated cacao. swine it's Pablo Escobar no not the cocoa the cacao you uncultured cacao. you uncultured swine yeah I'm sorry I didn't mean cocaine I meant the the coffee oh, the coffee okay. bean cacao that's cacao. the biggest that's two completely different things he, wa- he watched okay, Narcos he except watched they're I did. The both, I did. both of those whether you're looking at it as cocoa for cocaine or cacao for coffee are you cocoa cacao they're the two chocolate Coffee comes from coffee beans in <laughs> Ethiopia. Eh, what? Yes. Are you, but are you cuckoo for what cocoa What are you talking about? I know what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> what? what was that, bro? Either way, both of what those are you industries. <laughs> Andrew hasn't drank for like 70 days, so he's feeling himself. Look at this fuck. That's why I'm not yelling at him right now. <laughs> he drinks every day and he thinks bro, he can lie, give bro. me that shit, I ain't gonna lie, bro. You kind of remind me of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Thor, dude, him don't right, bro. suck his dick like that. He's gonna get a hey, high horse. Hey, bro, he, he look like Thor a little bit, bro. No, he, he looks about, like he a about bitch. to put his hand in, all, in the air and the hammer him out of his You hand. should just go blonde. Just go full Thor. Why would I want to yeah, hate yeah. myself that much? Don't you already? You like that dude from Australia, though. What's his name, bro? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Steve Irwin. Don't even compare yourself. <laughs> Australia. Like Captain Jack. About? Jack Sparrow. Oh my god, god. yeah, dude. <laughs> Let me little, check this real grow quick. Your beard, grow your beard out. Grow your beard out and braid your braid your beard. So I look like Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, just, just that hand. shit would be tight. <laughs> <laughs> it's what did you say, Captain? Did you Jack? try do it? Did you try do his accent right there? No, tight. Tight. No, that's just a way to say tight. Tight. Tight like a tiger. All right, so. Uh, Andrew's gonna shut the fuck up for a second, which is fuck. cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just hear that off <laughs> mic. We've been talking about vegan for a while. No, I was, I was about to say, y'all, adding, y'all all converted now. Adding on to that, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you're when you're looking at, at veganism, I'm not vegan, but my perspective yeah. of it isn't 
oh, I don't want to eat meat because it's bad for me. It's, I, I have a sanctity. There is a sanctity for life. (laughs) There is a value for life um, as a whole. And that's not just from animals. They're, although you're still eating a a mostly vegetarian diet, you still have a value for that. Um, And that's where I'll look at a, a company specifically Starbucks, um, mm-hmm. out of, out of any of them, you know, you could have Folgers, Starbucks, that <laughs> cocoa bean, if you're, if you're going to put, uh, cocaine and coffee up against each other, yeah. coffee's probably going to win that battle. What do you mm-hmm. mean? Wait, what do you mean win that battle? Uh, coffee is more of an industry. Coffee has more money into it. Well, yeah, because it's uh, coffee legal. is. What if the, you put cocaine inside of the, of the coffee? Because of the oh shit, well, now you're onto something. Yeah. That's well, because well, there's more money in every, out <laughs> no. of the legality of it. Well, uh, no, my point being is that uh, something as industrialized and commercialized as coffee, mm-hmm. I feel that there would be coffee. I would genuinely say I, I can't uh, back this up as a fact, but I I would believe that coffee, the coffee industry, has outgrown the meat industry. And that it's more popular. More people are drinking coffee every morning. I don't. Than more I don't agree with that. Meat every morning. I don't have the statistic facts like you said, but I don't agree with that. Oh, I don't and, either. And, so. and, the, and the reason being is because, um, what is like one of the biggest fast food chains? You know, McDonald's. Dude, McDonald's, McDonald's for sure. First one to come to mind. Right. So McDonald's, you think is bigger than Starbucks? Yes, hundred percent. I don't think so. Really? Yeah, it, yes. uh, it, I do it, not. Did they have a? Did they have a Starbucks overseas? Uh, I don't know if they do, but I know they, they got Starbucks McDonald's everywhere. It depends. It de- well, no, I think I think no, McDonald's is well, no. Hold on, hold on. Every That's country actually, has a Starbucks. Well, but, no. uh, every block got a McDonald's. No, no. Every <laughs> country, every country, right, every, every, every country. Listen, every city got a McDonald's, bro. And every, every city and every country yeah. doesn't have a Starbucks because actually, back in two thousand seven, when the stocks actually plateaued for Starbucks during the like the recession. E- yeah. Well, the reason why that happened was because. Um, the original owner, the original like CEO, left the company, and new owners came in. Mm. The new owners tried to spread it through different countries, mm. and the thing was, they, they the not the not that you know, but was that a private company or a uh, public company? What? People taking you control. Can, look, of Starbucks. Look, look, you can no, no, no. It was someone who basically the, the 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 owner was just like, here, you guys take control over Starbucks. Like he just handed it down, and they tried to spread it through other countries. But the thing was, the stores didn't adapt to those new the different Bro. countries' cultures. So the reason why those Starbucks tanked. You got to think about it like this: What's more affordable, McDonald's or Starbucks? McDonald's. Neither of them. McDonald's. No, no, no. no, no. McDonald's, bro. Able to pay for Starbucks got a dollar menu? No. What are they talking about? Grande? I don't even know the different cup sizes. A tall, a tall. Tall. A tall, which is the, okay, a tall, which is the smallest (laughs) you can get other than a short. What what the hell is a tall? I remember one day I was like, yeah, can I get a medium frappuccino? They're like, you mean a grande, sir? Nah, they never did that shit to me. I walk in there with the, I walk in there, I'm like, Jada, you walk in there? Well, wait. Tall. He brought a cinnamon, a cinnamon bagel. <laughs> just to compare, profiling. just to compare prices, though. Just I'm to compare, offended. Just to compare Yo, prices. Hold on. To compare prices, a tall, which is a 12 ounce coffee, is about like 270 something on average, mm, okay. right? And that is they, they it's just a 12 ounce black coffee, nothing else, just okay. alone. There with McDonald's, there's a dollar menu where for two dollars you can get like two burgers. You can no, no, you can get a sweet tea for a dollar, right? Sweet tea for a dollar, but you Large can also get tea. like a McChicken for a dollar. You can get a McDouble for the a dollar. Menu. So Damn right, that's why we love it. Now I, I also I, want you to think about when you go to like 
Uh, the closest wing chain to us is Velocity Wings. Yeah, wing chain. Mm. I'm getting. I'm if I get twenty hot wings. What do you think? Okay? Wait, what do you think? No, the biggest All right, well, wait. Let me finish. Bigger than. Wait, 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 this isn't like, about the biggest wait, 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 hot wing chain. Okay, this is okay, about okay, hot okay, wing okay. chains in general. <laughs> I just if asked I get, him if he wanted some Andrew, fucking wings, the f- and the whole time we've been talking about how he's a vegan. I feel. Give me some cauliflower wings. That's what I'm talking about. Dude, they're so good. They got some at home. General sauce. Look, I ain't gonna bullshit y'all. Like. Cauliflower about. wings are okay. Dude, they're you know dope. what I'm saying? But I went I to like this. Them. Look, this is one place, bro. Uh, in DC. What, what the fuck is it called? Um, this is one place in DC. Got the, the McAdoo's. No, no, no. The best. It's called uh, Farewell. <laughs> Alex knows what's up. It's called Farewell. <laughs> Farewell has the best vegan food. I mean, breakfast food. Fucking. They're a vegan want, restaurant? Vegan restaurant. Completely vegan in DC called uh, Farewell. I'll take y'all there. My treat, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll take free food. I took my boy. Look, I took my boy. Can you buy it? Listen, listen. I took my boy Roland there. We went to a Capitals game, a hockey game, right? I was like, bro, let's go to Farewell before we go. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. Yo, he got some like, I don't know what the fuck he got. Some bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I got some vegan wings okay. and I gave him some of my vegan wings. He was like, bro, these shits are amazing. I think a lot of people, it's a misconception that vegan food tastes like carrots and, it and spinach. It doesn't, man. I've had like vegan if burgers. I cook, if I've I had, cook like, for you, bro, you're going to be like, bro, what the fuck well, is shit, this? Well, shit, next podcast is going to be hosted at your house. Hey, fuck it, man. <laughs> I'll get some burgers and hot dogs for y'all. Yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm starving little now. Vegan, little vegan bacon. I'm I, so vegan hungry. Vegan bacon out there. And thanks to Andrew, I only have two Zen left. Why? Why? Yeah. No, Fuck Andrew. Bro. Yep. I bought you a Sorry, pair of Tyre- Tyrell. What you else? You bought me a can you? like four um, days ago. As soon as guy. Alex and Andrew shut the fuck up for a minute, <laughs> um, your aggression is offensive, dude. I love hot wings. I love eat- hot wings, blue cheese, celery, and fucking oh, carrots, wait, wait, wait. dude. You can't you beat that. Blue cheese, <laughs> dude. Honestly, like ranch, bro. Blue cheese. Ranch. ranch. You like ranch oh, over blue yeah. cheese? Ranch. Blue cheese tastes like Bro. ass mixed with ass. I don't think. Right, <laughs> for what it's worth, I'm going to pull this card. You're vegetarian. No, nah, <laughs> fuck being vegetarian. How fuck being vegan. So him being blue vegan. Blue cheese is trash. He basically just oh, said you don't know sauces because you're vegan. Shut up. He just said. You shouldn't said he loves blue cheese because he eats ass. Dude. You know what I'm saying? You're saying you're not, you're not, you don't eat ass? I don't eat ass, bro. Eat. <laughs> All right, if you don't eat ass, you're a ranch guy. If you I can, eat I can, ass, you're a blue cheese. I can, guy. I can eat. I can eat. You know what I'm saying? I can eat a little bit of the box. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know about the, the ass. Fuck no. Yo, d- no, but dude, a moral. We, we gotta talk about that. No, 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 no. A moral conundrum that I've been having. I'll tell you. Like, I'm not. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. But I. I obviously, you know. You've said that like, like I definitely. Times. No, but what? One man turned vegan after this episode. No, I was about. To, I'm almost there. Yeah, <laughs> you're about. Bro. You're about to hit me with a selling point. Yeah, but um, like I definitely have a an empathy yeah. towards the animal that I'm eating, no matter what kind of meat it is. Um, even if it's fish, dude, I'm totally against fisheries. I am completely against like Wait, why commercial are you against fish. You seen the fish. documentary Sea Spiracy? Sea Spiracy. Watch Sea yeah. Spiracy. You'll never eat fish again. I knew about that before I went vegan, bro. What is this? Sea Spiracy is a uh, it's, it's a documentary on Netflix. I'm not going to give the facts yeah. simply because I need you to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not my Very facts important. to tell. There is a, this, this guy. His name is Sea um, Spiracy. 
on Netflix. It kind of it's it's more so because I've seen a lot of documentaries on you know like the animals and shit like that. But it's educated. Sea spiracy is is pretty much showing the um, the seafood industry mm-hmm. and what they do, right? So like they kill so many fucking fish. I mean dolphins. I mean it's just so fucking crazy, bro. And if if sea spiracy rings a bell to you, I highly recommend you watch What the Health. I highly recommend. Oh, I, what, I watch What the Health. You watch What the Health. Yeah. I highly recommend I you watch. It. Earthlings, because Earthlings, Earthlings is on YouTube, free, free on YouTube. It talks about the chickens, the cows, the pigs, how they branded. I mean, it's one of those documentaries that it opens your eyes and you really understand what's going on. Everybody does have access to a farm in their backyard. I would say 99% of the people. And, and the craziest thing about Walmart is that like you will see a fucking... Uh, a BMW in a parking lot, but you also see like a fucking 1995 Honda Civic. There's no, there's no class when it comes to Walmart. You see rich people or wealthy people and also poor people go to Walmart. So like when you go to Walmart, bro, like it's, it's, you see all these different types of people going there. And one thing I noticed because I'm vegan, so I pay attention to a lot of the shit that's in the grocery stores. My local giant, my local Walmart didn't have no, like barely any vegan food. But if I go to Centerville and Fairfax County and shit like that, they got all the vegan fruit in the world. Whole Foods, bro. It's a class thing. Well, I was gonna ask you on the topic of seaspiracy. Yeah. One of the things that they talk about is, you know, the dolphin-free logo, the 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 um, sustainable fishing logo. That's all actually bullshit because you don't have government officials on every single fishing. There's nobody controlling to regulate that. How are you going to know? If there is a vegan certified, uh, quote unquote, meat dish, Mm -hmm. a vegan meat dish, how are you going to know that it's actually uh, a sustainable source of meat? How are you going to know that either it's not real meat or it's just straight chemicals? You got to think about it like this, bro. If they're doing that shit to the mainstream tuna and, and, you know, like the fishing industry, if they're doing that shit to the mainstream. Remember, I would say like 90 percent of the world is not vegan. It's a very small percent. Even more though vegan, than that. Yeah, Far even, more than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Even though veganism is becoming a big thing, you got to understand there's not a lot of people that's vegan, not a lot of people that's vegetarian. So if they're lying about the the industry, the fishing industry on Seaspiracy, they're talking about like the tuna and shit like that. If they're lying about that to the mainstream of 97% people, what the fuck else do you think they're lying about? Yeah. That goes back to my point. If you don't get sick, what the fuck is the point of a doctor? So it's safe yeah. to say a lot of the food make the a government. lot of the food that we eat, bro, make us sick. So we go to the doctor. If the doctor don't get paid. Why do we need a doctor? If we don't get cavities and, and shit fucked up with our teeth, why do we need a dentist? It makes you think, bro. Like when you when you literally look outside of the box and you say, fuck. If I never get sick because the cause of all sicknesses, whether it's cancer, whether it's whatever, it's mucus. Mucus is the all. But you get fucking pneumonia is mucus in your throat. Mucus and shit. Mucus. So how the fuck do we get rid of mucus? <clears throat> stop eating all this fucking dairy. Stop eating all these fucking these meats. And you stop eating all that shit and the mucus clears up. Because like I said earlier, when I was on day five of my fasting, mucus was coming out of my stool. What did those first five days look like for you? Oh, man. Like the first day, it was, it, it, it was easy for me because I don't really eat breakfast. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not a huge and a lot of people don't realize that breakfast is just really when you're breaking your fast. And do you have yeah. caffeine to carry you through your day? <laughs> That's no, what it is. No. Break Bre- fast. That's breakfast, how it's spelled. Breakfast is literally break fast. Yeah. So whether you eat your fucking your your breakfast at one o'clock, you're breaking your fast, and fasting means you're not eating or drinking or whatever. And by that time, um, say if it's one o'clock, you break your fast by eating an apple. So the only time you're eating is during quote unquote breakfast. Me per yeah. So that's when you're breaking your fast. Right? So the very first meal you eat, whether that's yogurt, whether that's fucking toast, bananas and apples, oranges, whatever, that very first meal you eat is you're breaking your fast. I don't eat breakfast. I, I just never been a break I'm good. I never really I never really was a breakfast person. You know what I'm saying? I never really ate like Pancakes, French toast, eggs, and big. I never like. I feel like, damn, bro, I'm fucking tired. Why the fuck are we eating right now? I'm still tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, why are we eating at fucking seven o'clock in the morning? Nah, to this day, sometimes. To be completely honest with y'all, I haven't eaten anything today. My first thing, my first carbs or whatever, bro, was this fucking this lemonade and this tequila that we're drinking. I don't I don't eat early, bro. Like cause my body's just like, bro, so what the fuck is the point how, of eating right now? What would you what would you recommend to somebody? Cause for me at least, if I don't eat like every two hours, I get nauseous. It's a mental thing. I get well, I get like physically dizzy and my whole world does this and I feel like I'm gonna pass out. And it's I, me- it's mental. It, building yeah, off of what Alex said. Me. Um you know, for for the last year of my life, I, I'm coming out of it now, but I've had an eating disorder. I wouldn't yeah. eat for three, four, five days at a time. Um, that is... You said three, four, five days? Four, five days. That's due Damn. to... Come on, man. That's due to Water the fasting. This was before okay, I was yeah, on no. the Adderall prescription. Okay. This was soul depression. If I would eat, I would feel like shit uh, about well, myself. Well, then mm. it's because it's um, caused by the depression. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I understand that, but both of you shut the fuck up for a second and let Tyrell answer me. Um, you interrupted. So you interrupted much. me. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry, but because uh, I'm curious about now my you own health. Understand how we came to the name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is how we stumbled upon. Tyrell, yeah, yeah, yeah. from my from my own perspective, there would be. I would go for three days without eating, mm-hmm. and that's not three days without eating. That's three days without getting hungry. Mm. How do you equate that to fasting? How do you balance, okay, this is nutrition that you actually need versus mm-hmm. this is nutrition that you can substitute for fasting? Right. So that kind of goes back to my point that I was making, right? Like, if you go back to the caveman days, the primal days, right? They Sometimes they go days without eating, right? Just berries and nuts and, and fruit or whatever the case may be. That's what they eat. Like I said earlier, and you fact-checked it, you can go fucking a whole month without eating, but yeah. you can only go three to seven days without water. A lot of the times, bro, like this is why I intermittent fast. Intermittent fasting is pretty much you eat all your calories within a certain window. So like, say for an example, uh, you go 16 hours fasting. I mean, you don't eat shit for 16 hours. And then that remaining eight hours, you're eating all your calories, all your food that you need to eat to survive yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. The, that's uh, what I do daily. But it's not because it's intermittent fasting. It's because that's what my body is. A lot of people, they say, oh, shit, it's breakfast time. Let me eat some pancakes, eggs, and like bacon. Homemade kind of thing with the one meal a day. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say it's one meal. It's just whenever I feel hungry. But the, fa- the fact that we have like... Hey, it's breakfast time. Hey, it's lunch time. Hey, it's snack time. Hey, it's dinner time. That makes us want to eat. A lot of times we go out with our friends and shit. We social eat. 
We're not hungry. Yeah. We just fucking get wings because we're trying to socialize. Yeah. Dude, I'll I'll I swear I have I'll my tell money um, <laughs> you know, dude, I used to I used to smoke bud every single day for for, <laughs> you get for the monsies, no, dude, huh? like two three years. <laughs> uh, yeah, smoke marijuana every single day. the you last bud? the yeah. last two weeks. Yeah, bud, like bud, pot, gas, whatever, fire, oh, shit, fire, what, Yeah, whatever you want to call it, dude. Uncle Herb, okay, jazz lettuce, get it by Merlin. the electric lettuce. <laughs> jazz, no, dude, who calls it jazz lettuce? Jazz lettuce. I did just now. I do for fun. <laughs> what you what, what you do with that? But though? no, dude. So for the last two three years, you know, I would. At first, I'd call it, you know, I love smoking. In the last year, I'd say, you know, I was definitely addicted. But in the last two weeks, three weeks, mm-hmm. um, I haven't, I haven't really smoked at all. And I've definitely been able to tell a difference, but my entire point there being is how do you define sustenance? What your body needs? Um, Because if I was to try, honestly, I I haven't tried it, but if I was to try a meat diet, I feel like just from my experience with stopping drugs, Mm -hmm. I would have something equitable to a meat withdrawal. Yeah, what's well, real? So, yeah. so a, a lot of that time, uh, a lot of the times is we don't realize how powerful our body is. We don't realize how intelligent. Uh, that was my original question. So designed. I totally forgot my original question was: Do you believe that your body will tell you what it needs, or do you believe 100%. your body will tell you what it yeah. wants? A hundred percent. There's there's a fine line between want and needs. So when we my see body tells me it needs meat. Like oh, you your body saying right your body saying, hey, I need meat, I need meat, fuck, I need to eat meat, right? Can, That's I, like more of a subconscious thing. Can I? I, I gotta cut yeah. in. I'm so sorry. I Go gotta ahead. cut in because Tyrell doesn't. You guys know, but Tyrell doesn't know. Um, January, the first month of January, I started out this year, 2021, with like a, a set plan to do a different diet. Challenge as soon as he became morning. vegan, he became an asshole, and he hasn't changed. <laughs> no, what you're confusing okay, is it. with the carnivore oh. diet. Do you know what the carnivore diet is? This is all meats. It's all meat. It's all like like dairy products. Dairy products maybe, but like eggs, meat, um, cheese yeah. because it has dairy. But if it has other, I didn't. Mm. When I stick to, when I do these diets, I don't stick to it exact. But right. when I did the carnivore diet, um, that was actually the same what month you, we what started. What are you doing to me? I was making a point about how Andrew's the only person at this table wearing ankle socks. Okay, whatever. <laughs> when, what I, the fuck? when I started, the, <laughs> just notable. <laughs> out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Jake just comes up and like grabs my leg oh, and like shimmies my jeans up my leg, and he was like, "Are you wearing long?" I just socks? had to make sure because you were the only other person up for question. Nah, was, well, I don't know what was he saying, though, Andrew. No, nah, so when I was on the carnivore diet, um, Jake can attest to it because he he texted my significant other about it. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, Andrew's that was being an asshole because he hasn't. He's just been eating meat. Yeah. Can I, I explain that. the story? Yeah, let, let, let him explain. Like you're not wrong. But I'm sorry. Damn. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyways, um, when I did the carnivore diet, like <laughs> it was so. You Ushindi, you Shindy, Ushindi. What is wrong with you? Go fuck yourself, bud. <laughs> okay, you say the man's name. I don't know. I've been saying you Shindy for five years. Well, it's wrong, After five dude. years, dude, he dude, says what? it's Ushindi. He's been calling it's- me Jock for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, bro, carnivore diet. Um, it's, it's 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 literally vegan, but complete opposite. Everything's animal based. 
you can only eat animal based things like such as such as beef, chicken, eggs, cheese because ma- cheese I only say cheese with <laughs> with um animal products some parameters because there's right. other things in like processed cheese that's not animal based but um would you stray from vegetables? Yeah, no vegetables at all. It is all animal based. See, so, that's 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 weird to me. I it is. Like that would I will never I, do I, it I, again. I'll let you finish though, but like I'm gonna chime in on this. Of course, I hope you will. I will never do it again because I I did it because Joe Rogan did it. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan, old peanut head ass boy, man. <laughs> Joe Rogan, he talks about it all the Mm -hmm. time. So I was like, you know what? Let me look this shit up. So I looked it up and I looked at the benefits. There are benefits to it, but there are not, what's the word? Deficiencies, I guess. Yeah. Drawbacks. Um, I was, so Jake is at some point going to chime in and definitely be an asshole about it. Without a doubt. I was definitely a lot more aggressive than I usually was. I don't know why, other than maybe the fact that I, I didn't have any like simple sugars in my body or like endorphins that come when you eat carbs. Andrew's like been meal. aggressive until the last five minutes that he actually took his first shot for the last seventy-five days. He's been an <laughs> asshole for the last seventy-five days. I until actually now. okay. On the other side, I don't think Andrew's been aggressive at all. Jake, no, but bro, like the the carnivore Jake, you're diet. You're more aggressive. Yeah, you it's are. A point I'm trying to make. I'm um, always aggressive. The carn- I'm, off, uh, I'm not gonna make excuses. It's what literally the vegan diet, but carnivore. And my point was like that was when that was the same month we started this podcast, and the first right. recording yeah. we ever did it was so bad. It was good, but it was bad. It was good that we, in the sense that we all came together to do it, but it was bad in the point that like we didn't have any structure. And I remember specifically these motherfuckers went to go get McDonald's, and I got so oh, I remember. This. I got so pissed off that they wouldn't bring us food. Yeah, um, me and me and Andrew. Food. I was angry over everything. Um and it was honestly kind of hard. So like the vegan diet, Tyrell's been on it longer than I have, obviously. So yeah. maybe he's more you're more accustomed to like going to a grocery store and knowing what you can eat. I did the vegan diet for maybe a month. And then after that month, I went into pescatarian, which I'm sure you know. So just fish and seafood, right? Well, no, actually. I did uh, pescatarian vegan mesh, if you want to give it that. It was a vegan diet, but I could eat fish, fish, shrimp, seafood, shit like that. Hold on. And um, like one problem I noticed was going into like a grocery store. And when I was on this carnivore diet, like it fucking, I hated it. It fucking sucked because I couldn't eat anything. We'll just, Every, on a pescatarian so, diet? No, on the on the carnivore diet. Sorry, chemically, mm. you'll be getting so much more testosterone on the on the. Yeah, the, you get so whoa, much more whoa, testosterone. You can you can get bro, you can get testosterone just by lifting weights. Yeah, but I don't no, have to be doing food, protein. Bro. Yes, testosterone. Doing now. fucking leg day will get you hella testosterone. Yeah, yeah, but so you get you get a lot of you get that testosterone from from working out uh, and a little bit from eating meat. You won't get as much from eating vegetables. Um, now, my question for you is, Andrew, I have so much respect. I, I fucking, you know, Andrew's my boy, so I can tell him, you know, oh, I hate him. But I do harbor a lot of respect for Andrew in the sense that he's been pescatarian. He's been vegan. He has been carnivore. So now I'm asking him after experiencing all of that, what, out of all of those challenges that you've done, where was your mind state the best? Wait, where were you most comfortable? Was it in the pescatarian? Was it in the vegan? Was it in the carnivore? Was it in the non-alcoholic? Be- or was it in a, a blend of 
all of them. Before you answer that really quick, while he's in the bathroom, I do actually have to dip out. I didn't know this was going to run this long because I got to finish moving. Dude, and, do you and, need help? N- no, no, it's just a couple boxes, but I got me and Ben are, uh, are carpet cleaning the floors. Oh, hell yeah. So I, I didn't know it would run this long, but I got to go do that because I don't want to be up till like midnight. No, no worries, man. Yeah, yeah. So. It's all good, man. But I'll say like bye and thanks to him, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's all good. Um, to answer your question, most recently, I did, for the month of April, I did no alcohol, complete sober. Um, that was my best mind state. Um, I felt clear. And it might have had some, it probably has something to do with like the mentorship that I've acquired and just where I was in life. But it was also the fact that I wasn't like, it wasn't that thing where like you drink a lot one night and then the next morning you're just like fuck I don't want to do anything um definitely that had a huge impact on like like getting up getting my shit together and like waking up every morning looking for something to do with the carnivore diet I was definitely like more aggressive with the you with think the, that was mental though so I didn't realize it until Joe Rogan. He talks a lot about the, um, you know, like the masculine point. I think a lot of guys, like I mean, it's kind of like off topic, but I think a lot of guys don't realize that they have a feminine side as well yeah. as the masculine side. You build estrogen as you build testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it. I honestly, I didn't really. Yeah, he's about it. You were in the wait. restroom. He's got to dip out. Yeah, so no, it's gonna wait, be us really for. Quick. Ushindi's right. gonna take. Ushindi's gonna Tyrell, take. Tyrell, I want to say thank you for being on the show. I gotta go because I gotta finish moving right now. Yeah, fuck so, moving, man. I know, bro. I gotta finish moving. these conversations. Shit. You know Dude, I've been loving this conversation, <laughs> man. But I gotta move my shit right now. And I, I told my roommate, I'll be like, yeah, man, I'll be there soon to like steam clean the carpets. And so he's like blowing up my phone, being like, where are you at? So. Yeah, tell him to go fuck himself. Hey, We're gonna come get drunk bro, tomorrow. Man. Yo, I will, yeah. man. But thank you for being on the show, yeah, dude. Man. You've been a delight to talk to. Hey, you. I appreciate Honestly, that, bro. Hopefully, real, I come man. back, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? All right, guys. I'll see you guys later. All right, drive safe, bro. Good, man. Man, man, Alex, drive yeah, safely. Man. We love you. I love you too, bro. <laughs> My man about to drive that clown mobile. You know what I'm saying? Clown mobile? <laughs> what? <laughs> tell me shit about my Corolla. <laughs> hey, man. No, I got a Nissan, bro. Oh, that's pretty nice. That's all right. It's all good, baby. Try to say bro. All right, I will, bro. Is this your phone? Appreciate you, though. It is my phone. Thank oh, you. Don't leave it behind. <laughs> you better walk out there barefoot. <laughs> it's, it's over there. It's all right. Oh, shit. All right. I'll see you guys later. All right, bro. All right, beast. Yeah, Watch man. <clears throat> but that, that carnivore diet. Yeah. And I feel like that carnivore diet, like, like when we talk about the carnivore diet, carnivore diet, if we look at our teeth, Right, we look at our human teeth. We have some, you know, little canines that are kind of sharp, biting meat, ripping it. Then our molars in the back are hoverboard almost. More for like why crushing. is it if you look at your teeth and you compare it, or even you look at your your intestines and you compare it to like a tiger, you compare it to a lion, you compare it to a cheetah, it's completely different. So people always have this this conversation where it's like. You know, hey, I'm a carnivore. I need to eat meats. Why the fuck don't you go out there and just bite a deer in his ass and eat it that way? Because that's what the lions do. That's what the tigers do. That's what the you know the bears do. Yeah. Y'all, y'all claim that y'all carnivore. Why don't y'all go do that? Oh, I gotta get it in fucking Walmart, packaged up all nice and pretty and shit. And I gotta cook it and but make sure same, that it's not raw. It's the same thing stopping me from going out and just taking a mouthful of grass off my front yard. Grass don't have no nutritional value. Big ass mosquito, bro. 
mosquito hawk. There's no nutritional value in grass, except for for cows and shit. But when you think about like nutritional value, for example, like lettuce. Lettuce is nothing, bro. Lettuce is nothing. No. <laughs> lettuce is nothing, bro. You gotta you gotta eat that spinach. Yeah, spinach has more nutritional value than lettuce. But it's still like it's still like no calories. Like, why do you think it has more nutritional value? It's actually, it, I. It's not all about calories, right? Because you got the vitamins, yeah. whether that's vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin A. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's in, um, you know, spinach. But if you think about lettuce, lettuce, all, all lettuce is is fucking water. Cucumbers is 99% water. Cucumbers, yeah. 99% water. The fuck we doing eating cucumbers? You know what I'm saying? Like, like cucumbers are good. Don't get me wrong, but lettuce, is, like lettuce, is literally like water. But spinach has like vi- certain vitamins in it, you know, for certain minerals in it that makes it good for you, make it healthy for you. You know what I'm saying? So like, I would take spinach when I started making my sandwiches instead of using lettuce, I would use spinach because I know it has a little bit extra. Um, vitamins and minerals to it that's how you got to look at it man like but now I'll, I'll offer another perspective okay uh yellowstone national park two years ago they hmm. actually helicoptered in a a population a pack of, of timber wolves, wolves. Yeah. yeah i know so <laughs> these wolves in the last two years have uh filed down the deer population Mm-hmm. But because they filed down the deer population, the ecosystem is thriving. Mm-hmm. Endangered species, beavers haven't yeah. been in Yellowstone in 20 years, but they're mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah, There's more vegetation for them to feed on. Yeah. Fish are coming back. Birds are coming back. It actually changed the current of the river as well. Yeah. So I think that although being a carnivore is detrimental to the overall mm, no, welfare. No, no, no. Listen though, listen though. It's not detrimental when you're actually a natural born ca- uh, carnivore, but when you're a human, a human being that's an herbivore that's supposed to eat more fruits and vegetables and you know a little bit of meat here and there, that's different than being a natural carnivore. If you look at carnivore teeth and you look at their their intestines, it's completely different from a human. So you don't see us as the middle point. Middle point as far as what? As far as um, if you're putting things into the, um, like a metaphor of the wolf and the sheep, we are the shepherds. We have a place in both of those, um, as, as a, a responsibility to the other, um, keeping a control in that. And obviously with the industry of meat, we've far outgrown our capacity for what we should be having. Hmm. Um, but at a, a natural standpoint, um, without the industry, without everything, at a pure primal survival point, should the human race, the human species, serve as uh, a mediator between the herbivores and the carnivores? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I think humans should just be what humans are supposed to be. I don't think we should interfere too much. What do you think that is? And, and, and As far as what? As far as what we should be. I think we should just, you know, like we national park, the the Yellowstone National Park is a very great example, man. I actually talked about this in my class recently, and um, I actually watched a few videos. 
what the wolf was able to do because I think um which state is it? I can't remember exactly which state. I want to say like Yellowstone, like Montana. I want to say like Montana or something. Recently, a bill got passed where they're able to kill 90% of the wolves, you know, and it's their fault because they're supposed to keep it at a controlled level. And what the wolves did to that area, that environment, like you said, right, the the beavers start coming out. They started making uh, dams, right? Uh, It reduced the population of deers, right? And um, also bears started coming in because now you got a lot of berries and, and, and a lot of um, you you know, plants food. and stuff, right? More food. The eagles started coming out. Like it, it, It's a literally a snowball effect, right? What the, what the wolves have done to Yellowstone. And that was because there were too many herbivores. It was too many, right? So now when you come in and you kind of reduce the population, it's more controlled than what it was. Um, it, it makes a huge difference. But when I look at humans and I look at like people in, in, in our daily lifestyle and, and I compare it to the wolves, even if I'm comparing, you know, maybe the teeth, maybe how the teeth are made, maybe how their intestines are smaller than humans. Wolves need meat to survive. They're carnivores. Right. Lions need meat to survive. You're not going to see fucking lions eating apples and oranges. They're going to eat zebras, gazelles, whatever else that, that they can find. Maybe cubs of other, you know, cheetahs and leopards or whatever. But can you when, think of an omnivore off the top of your head? Omnivore off the top of my head? Aside um, from humans. Um, 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 that eat meat and vegetables and so, uh, I would say probably a hippo. I can't think, I think of a, a hippo. creature that actively goes after living beings. I would say a hippo. I think a hippo is a pretty fair example. Um, even though they eat more, you know, fruits and vegetables and things like that, but I think they also eat meats as well. Hippos have these, like, probably, I think, actually, probably one of the strongest uh, force points. Um, when With it jaw comes strength? To jaw strength. Yeah, without a doubt. They can crush a fucking watermelon without, like, hesitation, right? Um, but when you think about, like, animals, a lot of these animals have these sharp-ass teeth. Like, if you think about a lion, for example, they have these sharp-ass teeth that's meant to rip flesh and bone. You look at humans. Bro, we don't have that shit. Well, we got flat molars, bro, no, to that's, grind that's the, shit up. That's the back point of your teeth. That's actually what the purpose of the front point of your teeth are. Where you get the yeah. canines and the, the sharp, uh, whatever the fuck these are called. Tearing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's where we are. The front teeth omnivores. are the front here, teeth right? are for tearing. The back teeth are for but, grinding. Yeah, but when you say omnivores, or actually, let's say carnivores, for example, carnivores, all their teeth is for that. Like for an example, when I give Argos, when I give him a carrot, he eats that shit like it's a piece of fucking chicken because he doesn't know like that is a carrot. Even though it's a carrot, he eats it like you know what I'm saying. He biting on it like it's like like it's a piece of meat because he doesn't know any better. But a human, we have that ability to recognize that, hey, this isn't a piece of meat. This is a vegetable. This is an apple where we're going to bite and huck. You know what I'm saying? Bite down on it. And uh, it makes a huge difference. You know, like when, when you look at animals like lions and they, get, they, they attack a zebra and they get the zebra down um, and, and, and they're tearing, they're ripping, like they're ripping apart the zebra. That's what their teeth were made for. Their teeth mm. are not made for fucking berries and 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 fruits and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like that is not made for that. You know, so like a lot of people say, "Oh, humans are natural carnivores." Well, go out in the wild, and I want you to hunt a zebra 
or hunt a pig or a cow. And I want you to eat it just like how they do in the wild and tell me how it goes for you. A lot of people can't do that. I like my steak well done. <laughs> do you, you know really? what I'm saying? Like that. that that's medium rare, by the Medium <laughs> rare. Or Dude, like, I want that you know shit bleeding. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if you can get your shit bleeded, then you might as well go bite a cow on his ass. And eat it that way. Can you do it? Will you get sick? I don't know. It depends on the person. Right? Definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But th- that makes you think that like we're oh, not as carnivorous as, as, as people think. You know, people think that we're, oh, yeah, we're this caveman. Like, bro, you don't realize a caveman, they actually had fruits and, be- and berries as well. They didn't well, just hunt animals, bro. Yeah. And one thing that um they've actually found in the last two years is that the only evolution that humans have gone through in the last 10,000 years is that our mouths, our jaws are smaller. Mm-hmm. Our teeth, um, as like Homo sapiens, Homo erectus, right. our teeth would naturally be straight, but our mouths are becoming smaller. So our wisdom teeth don't mm. have the room to fit in our mouth. So that's where our teeth will naturally, our wisdom teeth will angle inwards and our teeth will start becoming crooked. That's Damn. why you want to get your wisdom teeth removed. Mm. Um, but it's actually an evolution that we aren't eating as much in as much volume or as animalistically so that our mouths over time have become smaller mm. so that we can have manageable portions, manageable sizes, and we can control what we're eating rather than, again, just, oh, you killed a, a gazelle or a mammoth or a bison. You're just going to take a bite out of that. But it comes back down to the fact do we need to eat that to survive? Yes. Right. So if we're out, if we're out camping and we get lost, and you know it's day five, it's like, mm, do we need this shit to survive? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? On a normal basis, we can go to Walmart, we can go to Wegmans, Target, whatever. But if we're out camping and shit, we really need to survive. We're lost at sea, where the case may be. Yeah, we probably need to survive. So at that point, anything, anything counts. Like people ask me like, bro, if you were vegan, if you're so vegan and you were, you know, lost at sea or lost at the desert, what would you do, bro? I'm going to survive, but I'm not at a point. I'm at a, I'm not at a point in my life where every single day I feel like I need to survive. I can literally go to my closest (laughs) supermarket and buy fucking vegan patties and it feels good. It tastes good too. Matter of fact, my family, my dad, my dad, I give him sometimes. Sometimes I make vegan food or whatever. Like, hey, dad, t- try this. Let me know what you think. I made him a Did vegan. You tell him first. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you know, this is a vegan BLT. What do you think? You'd have to tell oh, me afterwards. Shit, that's, that's pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. That's that, that's pretty good, dude. I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> Let me get another me. one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I've had that so so many times. Where it's like, we have this idea. Even me, before I went vegan, I, I never forget this shit, bro. And sorry, how long have you been vegan? Over two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Like and no, I remember like when, no meat at all. No meat at all. Damn. No at all. And I'm still in the gym. I'm still, you know what I'm saying, getting my push-ups and getting the, you know, getting the pump going. But I remember in high school, my senior, I think it was my senior year, I had this teacher, um, I think her name was Miss Andrews, and she was like vegan or vegetarian or some shit. And I remember I used to make jokes all the time, bro. Like, yeah, I'm about to come into class with Chick-fil-A. I'm about to dip in some Chick-fil-A sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about, to, I'm about to get her going. You know what I'm saying? And she would always say, like, oh, Tyrell, you know that, like, 
vegans and vegetarians can make desserts probably better than regular non-vegan desserts and i'm like okay cool she bought in these like little hostess cupcakes one day hostess like you know like the little swirly little white lines with the the chocolate the hose right she bought that shit in one day for the class this is vegan i want you to try it let me know what you think (laughs) i said god damn let me get that recipe of that that shit was so good bro it didn't taste no different and I'm like, damn, I was so ignorant. And when I became vegan, I instantly thought back like, fuck. I used to joke around and miss, you know, Miss Andrews. I think that was her name, Miss Andrews. I used to joke around so much uh, about the the food that she would talk about and about me bringing in Chick-fil-A and shit. But this shit was really fucking good. Like, it literally tastes no difference than the fucking hostess that you would get in the store. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And it made me think, I'm like, fuck. If I can have this cupcake right here without any milk, without any eggs, without anything that has to do with animals, and it tastes just as good, if not better, why the fuck am I eating this shit that got milk and eggs in it? You know well, what I'm saying? On on that point, um, you know, now that we have Ushindi sitting down, um, in place of Alex, you know, you came from uh, the Dominican Republic. <laughs> <laughs> Democratic Republic Congo. Um would you be able to convince it, uh, a village in the Congo to go vegan? Let me say this real quick, though, because I went to Ushindi's house a couple times, and his mom made, oh, my God. We're not bro. his house, his homeland. <laughs> but no, no, listen, though, listen, listen, because his homeland is considered, like, with the house, right? Mm-hmm. So what they make in the house for dinner and shit is what they come from the homeland. Traditional meals. Traditional meals, right? So I went to Ushindi's house one time. I never forget <laughs> this shit. Never forget this shit. His mom make the best. The absolute best rice and beans you'll ever taste in your life. I promise you. What'd she do? I tell him every single day. I'm like, bro, when your mom gonna make rice and beans, bro? The best. Just hey, rice and beans. He don't Just do that shit for me. Rice and beans. Well, what's the shit called? Uh, uh, what's it called with the sombe? Sombe, right? Sombe. One day I went to his house. Yushindi said, hey, bro, um, my mom making sombe and Bugatti. Bugali. Bugali, right? Yeah. He said, my mom making Bugali and sombe. 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 Has, Sombe. Has, Sombe. Has, has fish in it. And mind you, you I'm vegan. You can't add fish. You, you don't have to, but she usually likes Come closer. Come so closer. you count fish as no. uh, meat. Go, go ahead. Finish. But listen, though. I'm a, like I, I'm vegan completely. I don't, I don't drink anything that's animal products. I don't eat. He told me. He said his mom said um, she's making sambe. And I said, what's in it, bro? Oh, you know, just some fish, you know, some sardines or some shit. And I told him, look, I wasn't 100% against it, right? Yeah. I said, look, I'll try it out. Even though I'm vegan, even though I'm vegan, I'm going to try it out. That's fair. Right? Like, I'm giving it a fair, you know, fair chance. This is it. And I tried it. I said, ah, it's a little bit too fishy for me. Like, I just, ah, it just don't taste right to me. But it probably would taste good to someone that's not vegan. Because I haven't had fish in over a few years. And I ate the shit. I'm like, damn, like, uh, it has a little bit of taste. But I'm not really, you know, messing with it. Like, it's not really me. But the thing is, though, like, he had the rice and beans. <laughs> and the rice and beans, boy, listen, if y'all never had them rice and beans from Yushini's mom, I, I haven't. Um, <laughs> that's why they looking like that, because they never had it. Them rice and beans from Yushini's mom, oh, my God. The amount of times I picked this motherfucker up <laughs> at his house to go work out. You got to get him right, bro. I got to. You got, he ain't listen. never fed me <laughs> shit. Next time you come over, bring some listen, rest of No, no, listen, hey, listen, I, I'll listen. bring y'all some rest of I think y'all, look. I you think y'all, better. Look, 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 look. Watch this, watch this, though, Oosh. 
I think they're taking this as a joke. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not at all. I'm offended, actually. I promise to God. I'm sad I haven't Listen, tried I it. promise to God, this is the. I hope your mom listened to this. She gonna. This she is better the be. Best, she gonna. The best rice and beans I've ever tasted in my freaking life. Because her mom gonna listen to it. Good catch. You, you know what I'm saying? Say fucking life. Freaking life. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, it was so good. I was like, fuck. Listen. His mom packed up rice and beans for me to take home one day. It was a lot of food, a lot of big ass container. I was supposed to share it with my family. <laughs> so my family ain't getting none of that shit. I said, fuck no. I'm about to eat all this shit myself. It was so damn good. Literally, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three days straight. That's all I ate. <laughs> That's all I grew up. Oh, Shindy, what the fuck, man? Out of all the times I came to you, it came to your house back when we was working. You gotta get him hit, but I don't think they were really feeling me. I don't think it was All right, let me explain. You're always, I always would love that. You're always welcome to. I mean, a month of time he would come, he would stay in the car, but you won't actually come inside. You never invited me in. I don't have to invite you. You're my boy. You know, I don't have to invite you in. But yeah, next time. It was time 7 in sure. the morning, bro. Every time I picked him up, it was 7 in the morning. We were going to work out. And one time, he didn't fucking answer his phone. So I walked up in his house. I said, where's Ushindi? His sister's standing there like, oh, he's still in his room. I'm like, oh, yeah? I'm walking in his room. He's still there. Yeah, man. I don't think she lied to you. Oh, no, man. I grew Ushindi. up eating that. What kind of beans? What is it like? Is it is it like uh, red beans? It's kidney kind, beans? It's kind of like red beans. Um, Wait, is there a difference beans? between red and kidney beans? Obviously. That's a, that's a, hey, that's a big question know. because, look, know. I've been eating that shit for so long, I've been trying to replicate it on my own. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been trying to like... What, okay, the, the meal his mother makes? His mom makes. I've been making rice. I got a little rice cooker. I've been trying to make the rice. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, I'm going to make these fucking beans. Well, How you shitty mom? You can't make rice And you can't make it the same way his mom makes it. <laughs> well, think about it. You can make rice perfect, but Salt beans... Salt pepper. Beans have to... Like. Nah, that shit is sugar, spice, and everything nice. And I ain't talking about the powder puff well, she puts right? a lot. She, that's she what puts I tell a lot my of healthy stuff in it. Um, well, I don't usually sit there and see what she puts in, but... Beans have to be cooked uh, perfect. Yeah, so yeah, she really she does take good. her time. Wait, is it? I'm sorry. Is it, it like canned beans and shit or no, what? No, okay, do, that, that's do, it. We don't do that's canned it. Listen, no canned shit. Listen, we don't, we don't I, do I, I don't think y'all understand. Me. I'm not trying to exaggerate. I'm not trying to slice. <laughs> I, I, and I wish this we shit is the best beans I've ever fucking tasted in my life. I mean, I'm talking. I went to Jamaica. It's you know what I'm saying? I'm I had you know Mexican girls. I'm about to walk up into his house and be like, "What the fuck?" It's all, right, all, right, be, all right, so I get talk to him. The bro. next time she'll make the rice and beans, I'm gonna have to invite you over. Obviously. You got to. I'm and already there. To. I need and the sound. I, I need you think I'm not gonna forget this? What you just said is recorded. So next time it happens, if I heard that you didn't invite us, I'm coming over and I'm just gonna stare at you. But Ushindi, it's safe to say. That uh, the beans that your mother uses in her, her rice and bean mix, um, they're beans that she has used her whole life. They're Amazing. beans that she's used culturally. Right. So we, we, we get a lot of our foods from international markets. Um, because I mean, growing Where up. Where do you find those in America? So there is. Co- a, Coco's, bro. There's one in Sterling. <laughs> yeah. Bro. That's where Raha yeah. goes. Yeah, he, he lives near. There he lives like Coco's. five minutes from me. Yeah, bro. and there is one on uh, Chantilly. And there's a ton. Even Indian rice. Uh, Indian. Uh, 
stores, you will find some. So for white people, clothes. that's like Trader Joe's. <laughs> or Wegmans, maybe. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But that's where we get a lot of uh, foods that are kind of close to home, um, but not always. As you would test a very big difference when you eat anything that they say international. It would be very close than when you actually go, let's say Uganda. You would test a very difference. Uh, but we I gr- grown in the soil. <clears throat> yeah. We we wouldn't taste that difference. Yes, you would. Would you say w- would we? Yes. So if I so say for example, is I the got, difference Andrew between having a a carrot shipped from China versus having a a carrot grown in North Carolina? Okay, now he's white motherfucker. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna ask you, Ushindi, is that is that is that correct? Is that what correct? Like what he just said. So like, say, say I got some beans that were like homegrown from Africa and I ship, say, it's completely hypothetical. Say I got some homegrown beans. Keep in mind, I'm ignorant as fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just, a, I'm it, no, no, no. Actually, it's the same situation with the brown egg versus the white egg versus the cage free versus the, the, the fucking chicken who's abused. Well, here's another thing you got to keep in mind, right? When you ship something fresh like that, it's no longer fresh by the time it gets to the destination. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I mean, growing up, I ate a lot of rice and beans. I've been eating rice and beans my entire life. Um, That's how you got the muscles. And- <laughs> Is that and- you were getting a rice Have you ever India? worked out with him, Tyrell? <laughs> Yeah. The oh, whole time shit. you that's work what, out with him, listen, you're like, listen, "All right, though. we're almost done. We're almost done." Then he goes, "All right, let's do, let's do this." Listen, though, and then the, I'm like, "What?" The craziest thing is, bro. Me and Oos had like a, a a mutual friend. His name's Omay. I used to work at the gym with him, right? And he hit me up one day. I used to work at the gym. He works out out now. <laughs> Every time I work out, it's about him, uh, what is it? Olympus Gold's Gym. It was bro. Olympus. Oh, Olympus, yeah, 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 yeah. But every time, I'm sorry, I gotta cut you off. Every oh, time, in even to this day, <laughs> we haven't worked out in a couple together in a couple of weeks. But when we did, I mean, that's just the scheduling issues. But <laughs> even when we did, every time, I'm like, all right, we're almost done. He goes, all right, let's do this. He goes, all right. So what we're gonna do with the bicep curls is we're gonna take the we're gonna take the He's dumbbell. He's a great trainer, bro. He's a great trainer. <laughs> So my, we're, we're gonna take the dumbbell. We're gonna do this. Then we're gonna, then we're gonna turn our wrists. We're gonna do this. Hey, then we're man. gonna go take. <laughs> then we're gonna go take the easy bar curl. We're gonna do this twelve times. <laughs> then after that, we're gonna do this. And then and then I'm like, all right, is that it? Is oh, that shit. it? He goes, no, that's one set. We're gonna do that four times. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Oosh is like, bro. The very first time I met him, bro. My boy Omed hit me up. I was like, bro, you gotta meet this dude, Yushindi. And I was like, oh, okay, who this dude? You know what I'm saying? He's like, man, both of y'all got you know around the same amount of subscribers, like 380 or whatever. I had a lot and more before. <laughs> no, no, that's that's nah, the, no, 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 that's the crazy part. It's like I had a lot more than me, and then it was I was at like 350. Yeah, you were like what 300? It was like 300 or something like that. Yeah, but it's like no, what? No, I'm not saying in times like I had a lot more in times of like flexing or anything i'm just saying like um the amount of growth he had for his with the consistency that he kept because i i just like stopped with my like yeah. i stopped uploading yeah, I, I stopped taking it serious, seriously and stuff like that and talking about like <laughs> consistency and work ethic in building a youtube channel this guy right here 
it was yeah. it was phenomenal and like crazy because i mean like it's one thing hearing about someone who had a growth on their channel like that than actually knowing that person mm. and seeing the effort and the time and like everything they put in because a lot of people i don't think they realize how much time it goes into building a channel hell of time. you know it and i've had mine for like each year it would be a hundred i've had mine for like four, four years, years right yeah. and <laughs> you know seriously let me tell you i've been excited when we hit like oh 50 listens yeah. on the podcast and then andrew goes oh yeah we're gonna have this this guy uh he's ushindi's boy he, uh, his name's tyrell he's gonna be coming on you know this yeah. this week and I go in and I check out your channel and I see that you have a video. Andrew told me that you had a video with 300,000, but all I saw, the first thing I saw was a video with 31,000 views. I was, I got sweaty, bro. I was like, oh, like, oh, I'm out of my league here. <laughs> no, nah, like, man. I'm just like, yo, bro. It's, it, it's, I got a couple videos. It's phenomenal, up there. though. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's just literally is work ethic, like you said. And, you know, when I met Oosh, me and my boy Roland, he was my cameraman at the guy or at the time, and um, he kind of recorded and he kind of worked out with us. And I met Oosh, and honestly, I thought Oosh was like five nine, five seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because most of the guys I meet, they're kind of you know a little bit on a like, below average oh, size. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this motherfucker, he the same size as me, bro. He the same height and everything. Oosh was the coolest guy <laughs> that I ever met, bro. Like he he's one of those guys that. Everything like it didn't feel forced, you know. When you when you do a collab video, he's my first ever collab video, and it never felt forced. It felt so natural. It felt like this was supposed to happen. And ever since me and him met that day, bro, like this is my guy. I went over his house a couple <laughs> times for lunch, you know, dinner or whatever. You know, his mom made the rice and beans. We come, we hang out, we did shoots together. Ush um, is my guy, man. This is like my brother. I look at him like my brother. Like to be honest with you, He's like my little brother. So obviously, you would not have met him without, yeah, that single moment. So yeah. it's safe without my to friend say, Old Maid. Old that he worked at the gym with me. He worked at uh, Sport and Health. He said, "Hey, I got this friend named Yushindi <laughs> that I think you guys are really, really, you know, y'all will really connect." I, I just got a feeling. He yeah. told me he kept telling me, "Bro, Yushindi, Yushindi." I'm like, "What the fuck is Yushindi doing? You talking about?" <laughs> I worked with him at the Salomon. This is the same yeah. fucking oh, situation okay. with this podcast, bro. <laughs> yeah. After we recorded Yushindi, he goes, "Yo, man, I got this guy. He does he does YouTube and stuff? Um, yeah. You know, like he he really vibe with the episode y'all recorded with me. So like he kind of wants to be on. I was like, "All right, man, that's cool, man. That's good. Yeah. No, but put, Ty- put, put him put him in a conversation." Yeah. With me, let's see what happens. The yeah. minute I get into a conversation <laughs> with Tyrell, I'm like, This is my boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tyrell, this is my boy. He's, <laughs> not, he's not wrong. I feel very, very natural talking to you. We obviously yeah. we come from very different backgrounds, but mm-hmm. I feel a common ground with you in the state, the sense of mindset, right? Um, and that's very important to me. That's how yeah. I judge people is on their mindset, yeah. how they yeah. are as people, how they treat me as a person. Um, and thus far you've treated me as an equal and I really appreciate that. Of course, man. Um, but, uh, my, my question essentially is you obviously, um, or at least thus far have led me to believe that you are an arbiter of fate. You believe in fate and God more so than coincidence. Right. Um, what was that defining moment for you where you realized there could be something actually destined here. This I didn't meet Ushindi by coincidence. I, I met yeah. him by fate. You know, life has... Uh, I'm a little bit older, so I'm 26. 
and I kind of experienced a lot. And I, I, I noticed that life, things don't happen, you know, for no reason. Everything happens. Everything that happens to you is for a reason. It, it, it's as simple as like if, if I were to put it in a simple form, it's like, OK, I'm about to go to Walmart. I need to buy some groceries. There's two different ways I can go to Walmart. I can turn left, take the shorter way. I can turn right, go the longer way to Walmart. It's cool. It's still a cool drive. Either way I go, left or right. Either way you end up there. Either way you end up there. But if I go left on this particular day, I may get in a car accident. If I go right on this day, it's going to be it's going to be okay. Some days we choose that left. And and life has a way of of sorting things out. You know, I, I honestly believe I met Yushini for a specific reason. And there's this thing called it the red string, where it's like you meet someone that lives far, probably in another country, another state, whatever the case may be. But you got that attachment with them. And I felt like I met you, Shindy. I'm like, fuck, like he's so young. Like, you know, what I mean, I was like, what, 24 when I met you. You was probably like, what, 19, 20 or some shit. Like he was really probably young. 19, I think he was really <clears throat> young. And I'm like. Why is someone that's so young seem so much older than what he is? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, he's just like how I was. Because when I was younger, people thought I was older. Right. So when I met you, Shindy, I was like, bro, this dude is really chill. He's really calm. He's really outgoing. He reminds me, he reminds me a lot of myself. And I feel like the reason why I'll be connected is, is because I've seen a lot of me inside of him. Even though we come from different backgrounds, we come from different stories. It's like, and, and you know, sometimes I'll give you Shindy advice. You know, we had a conversation mm-hmm. recently, you know, um, and I was just like, bro, like you got to go back to your roots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when you go back to your roots of things, that's usually how things start to formulate a little bit. And I feel like, you know, he helped me a lot. He he motivated me. He's younger than me. He motivated me. I look up to you, Shindy. He's younger I, than I me. I look up to you, Shindy, He's bro. younger than me by four years. <laughs> He's younger than me by four years. And I look up to him. Oh, bro, I got this, you know, I got this shoot. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to shoot Under Armour. I'm going to be shooting, you know. I'm about to go to South Africa. You know, she tell me all this shit that he has. I'm like, fuck. Like, that's amazing. And it gives me a different perspective because I'm like, I know he comes from a different area, per se. But when you look at background, me and him are both black, both African American. That's fair. But dude, after Ushindi came on our podcast, and one the, of y'all the second this man left, one I'm not of, kidding. Five minutes later, her. I hop on the elliptical and I run until I throw up. I didn't stop until I threw up on my fucking carpet, dude. Ushindi is the most motivating man I've ever met I'm not in my life. I'm saying people to hospitals now. Like Ushini, this is we're, we're giving you a little bit of praise here, obviously. Nah, I, but it's God. the truth. Some fart or some shit? Dude, I don't get it. This dude, dude I don't fart? give a fuck if it's. Wait, do you think I farted? <laughs> no, dude, I don't give a One shit. One of y'all did. Some like green eggs I don't and smell ham nothing. No, bro, I didn't. Fart. I thought y'all were geeking out at me, gasping. <laughs> no, no, they're I'm, sitting here waving like, their nose. Bro, I smell something. You smell I don't it? smell anything. But I don't. No, they must be cooking green eggs and ham upstairs. Could have been my dog, bro. If I fart, you don't know. Like, yo, I just ripped ass. <laughs> I was about to say Andrew would announce Come on, man. To everyone listening, Tyrell just looked at all of us. He starts geeking. We're like, what the fuck is happening? He, My starts, nose, bro. he starts waving at his nose. He's geeking, bro. Like egg, egg, egg salad sandwich. <laughs> but, um, nah, I, I, nah, I appreciate all of this. I mean, like, 
you know, as you said, I mean, we we both look to each other a lot. And I mean, as you said, like we had this vibe, we had this connection mm-hmm. and like um, it just that first day, everything clicked. And I have yeah. this thing about me where it's like, one, I'm a huge people person. And so a lot of the times when I don't feel that vibe, that energy, I try not to force it or try to um, convince that, you know, I can. So for him, it was just, I guess, natural like that. And, you know, as we grew older into our friendship Mm -hmm. and him being older than me, it was like having that big brother who I can relate to a lot of things and talk to a lot of things. Because even your own siblings, sometimes you can't really talk to them about certain things, you know. Now, this may come off as as a little bit ignorant, but is that mostly because... um, obviously you're both black men right. or because you both share the same mindset and drive i think it's a mixture of both bro like it's very very rare to see someone like you as far as skin complexion background that that's doing what he's doing like i literally Definitely. i remember we had a conversation and he was like yeah bro i'm shooting for under armor you know i'm, I'm doing all these corporate shoots and shit and i was like fuck that's like it literally motivated me to the point where i was like that's fucking amazing we need more of you out there it's incredible you know what i'm saying think i fucking feel going going <laughs> how do you to, think i feel going to like dude let me tell you something mushindi <laughs> i just finished a semester and let me tell you i did not do good but based off the conversation we had, what was it, two weeks ago, I'm still confident, man. Yeah. I don't care about the fact that, I'm not going to lie, man, I probably failed two out of my three fucking classes this semester. I don't care. Based off the conversation we had with Ushindi last well, t- week, maybe two weeks ago, I forgot when it was, I realized that there's just... College doesn't matter that much. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, even from that, 100%. And it, I'm sorry, let me, before, before you go, let me go. It was the reason I went and I'm going to college is something to fall back on. But right. I see him, I see. How in, old are you? I'm 21. Oh my God. Let me talk to you, bro. <laughs> well, sorry, before you do that, I'm sorry. Let me just let me give put you this something. in there. Just um, from my perspective, and it's, it's a perspective I, I, no, I, I won't say too completely, but I don't think the three of you can touch on is um, I am I'm anxious. I am nervous. I, I'm uncomfortable with telling people that my parents have been successful for themselves because as soon as I do, you know, Tyrell, he walked mm-hmm. in. He walked in here today and uh within the first 20 minutes he had said you know oh you know you you have such a just such a big house such a big basement you know your your family's well for themselves again that's that's not me that's my parents um but you got to think about it like this though bro even though you feel like it's not your parents it's still you exactly and the reason why i say that is because not because obviously you didn't birth this house yourself i learned from it you learn from it even if that's consciously even if you knew you learned from it subconsciously you learn from it you know what i'm saying so what that means is subconsciously 95 percent of our subconscious makes up our day-to-day which means that subconscious is like literally shit we don't even think about conscious is what we think about consciously is what we think about five percent of our consciousness i still feel ignorant 
because of my situation. But listen, I feel that's five percent. You're talking about five percent out of a hundred. So when you think about like what your parents did, and that's not to take away from the hard work that you're doing. That's not to take away from you know what you're trying to accomplish in life. It, like like that. That's why it's, that's why they say comparison is a thief of joy. Because you don't want to compare your life to someone else. God put you here for a reason. God put me here for a reason. We're not supposed to endure the same obstacles. It's not meant to be that way. If it was, you probably would be my brother. You get what I'm saying? You probably be my family member. Hey, you probably would have been this. You probably would have been that. But when you understand what life is meant, I'm here for a reason. Whether you in the future maybe go towards you know, something that deal with um, low income housing or whatever the case may be, whatever you took from this conversation, if you do something from that, hey, maybe that purpose will serve to you. Maybe now you know that, hey, I'm in a position to help people that's in a different position. But I don't want you to think or anybody to think that because they didn't come from poverty, because they didn't come from low income housing, that they're not important, that they're not, that they did, that, that they don't have character, that they don't have strength. That's not the case at all. Everybody in this planet, on this planet, are dealt a certain deck of cards. It don't matter if, it don't matter what cards you get, it's how you play them. Everybody can be, everybody at this table, let's say we all came from poverty. Everybody at this table, they dealt the same cards. How are you going to deal with the cards? How are you going to play the cards? How am I going to, how are you going to play the cards? That's the most important part about life. Everybody in my neighborhood would dealt pretty much the similar cards. Some people are going to take it and use it as an advantage to push them out of the situation. Some people are going to use it as an excuse to stay in the situation. It's just a matter about what you do with those cards. If you don't play your cards, you don't play your hand the right way. What the fuck matters at that point? And it's very, very, very fucking tough to get out of that situation i mean like i literally got lucky bro i literally got lucky to move to be able to move with my dad and get out of that situation to see things from a different point of view sometimes it's not it's not even about where i came from where you came from sometimes it's about seeing the box outside of the box and once you see the box outside of the box you're like oh shit that makes sense. Why was sense. I thinking so small that whole time? Why was I thinking so small, right? Same thing with me. Oh, fuck. Okay. My mom is telling me if I go to school, I got to pay fucking, you know, rent or whatever because of the Pell Grant. Or if I work a job, I got to pay this or I got to pay that. But once you get out of that box and once I move with my dad, I said, oh, shit. There, this, this system is designed to keep my mom in the same position. I started asking my mom questions. So why is it that if you get a job and you get a raise, why is it that it charges you more immediately? She couldn't answer it. And the reason why is because you're trained and you're conditioned to think a certain way. So I want your testimony on this podcast. What, not only if this is something that that you can act on, that I myself can completely purpose myself to act on to push towards because dude i'll tell you what if fucking andrew can tell you himself he sat in the same room with me while i've planned my own suicide 
I don't have mm. a single thing for my own life to fight for, but I will fight for the people who fight for me, for those who love me. And that is, that's the pushing point. That's the same heart that you feel right. fighting for your mother, fighting for her betterment. What is the first step of reform that you could take if, if having a government omnipresence, cause that's what it is. It's a big brother aspect. If you didn't have the omnipresence over you, what is the first step of reform that you would take? <laughs> Let me tell you this first, bro. Just because me and you are different skin color doesn't mean I didn't think about suicide either. Right. There's been a lot of times where I thought about shit, bro. What the fuck am I doing here? Why that? Why? Why me? Why do I need to be here right now? So just because me and you come from different backgrounds, don't mean we don't share the same similarities. Mental health is huge for me, huge, and that's why I write music so I can kind of vent and, and give people something they can relate to. Music is just therapeutic for me, and when you talk about like suicide i've been i've been there plenty of times a lot of times how old are you 22 21 21 and i've tried to actively tried four times i'm 26 i've been there so many times where i'm like fuck this is it like i don't i don't want to be here no more then i think about it i said a lot of people they look at it and say why me why me why do i have to go through this shit they never think why not me? It's, it's, it's the difference between thinking like God is using me as a vessel to help someone else. Why would I take that away? One. Yeah. Why would I take that away? You know, and when you when, when you think about it in that way, when you think about it in that sense, it's like we're all the same no matter what background we came from, because at the end of the day, we're what? We're humans. So what would you say to those? What would you say to those who would call that a god complex? That you aren't looking to help other people. That you are simply out for your ego. The thing with ego is, is like, it's all about self-esteem. It's all about you know how you feel about yourself. And people that come from my background, you know, what I would say is like, keep pushing. You know, keep pushing and believe. If you don't believe and you don't keep pushing, what good are you? You have to believe in yourself. And even though it's hard, oh my God, it's so fucking hard. I never said it'd be easy. I'm still going through. I'm still fighting each and every day to reach that level of success where I can help. It's hard as shit because you're going against the grain. You're going against statistics. Statistics say I shouldn't be here right now. I shouldn't be doing this podcast right now. Statistics say. I should be in jail. I should be incarcerated. I should be fucking in the grave. Statistics twice, say. It's twice as hard if you have nothing to fight for. You have nothing to fight for. But look, oftentimes in the black community, because we're when we're young, we're thinking about, okay, I got to help my moms out. I got to help my siblings out. If you're not fighting for them, fight for your fucking self. And, and, and that's something that's so crazy because I started writing this song recently. Where I thought about it, I said, fuck, I put everybody else before my own fucking problems. I put my mom, my siblings, everything. I took out a loan just to help my mom out. A college loan, $5,000. I'm in debt because I helped my mom out. Not because I had to, but because I wanted to help my mom out and my siblings out. 
And you think about it and you say, fuck. Why did I take this loan out? Oh, yeah, so I can help my family out. It's not even about the PTSD that you experienced growing up in an environment. It's not about the mental health, the depression, the suicide, the anxiety that you that you deal with on a day to day basis. People that come from my environment are so strong because they always try to put their family first. If you look at NFL players, like 90, 95 percent of the NFL players are black. Ninety five percent of NBA players are black. The first thing they do is always buy their family a house or they buy their family a nice car or something like that because they never had. You look at rappers. Rappers, a lot of people look at them. Why the fuck are they spending $100,000 on jewelry? Why the fuck are they spending $100,000 on shoes? You got to realize they never had. Do you think it's a trophy to them? Do you think it's because of it? Certainly is. Um, I'm asking like obviously I'm saying this from my own ancestry, but from yours, the oppression of white people. Um, do you think that is what is holding not just the black community, but every community back? I would say that like, I think white people have a privilege that some or some may not realize. That's fair. When, 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 when don't, black, don't hold back. Yeah. When black people were promised you know, after slavery ended, there was promised 40 acres and a mule. All right. So like, hey, y'all free. You get 40 acres of land and a mule. That's promised to you guys. We never got that 40 acres and a mule. Why is it that the Jewish, they got reimbursement for the Holocaust. Black people ain't getting no More reimbursement. Than reimbursement. They ain't get nothing. We, we haven't got anything. Crazy thing is Biden been in office for over 100 days. He passed a He's transsexual. He's been in for more than 40 years. But listen, though, when he got elected as president, he passed a few laws. One law was for transsexuals. You can't, you know, commit hate or whatever towards transsexuals. And because the Asian thing happened where people were getting killed, Asians or Asians were getting killed and shot or whatever. He, put, he passed a law saying, hey, you can't discriminate against Asians. This was this year for fucking COVID 2021. Black people have been getting oppressed since fucking the 50s. And we didn't get no law passed for us. Why? They say if you don't vote for him, you ain't black enough. That's Why? also because our government was pushing, you know, crack and cocaine. Exactly, bro. It's so, much, it's so deeper than what people think. If you think about the way the world is, and you think about, like, the system that we talked about, you can't have $5,000 plus in your account. What the fuck? There's people out here that making one hundred twenty thousand a year. That's on a small end. In this area, Northern Virginia, one hundred twenty thousand a year, hundred thousand dollars a year. You talking about ten thousand dollars a year? Ten times more than what the average person, the average would really be seventy five, sixty five to seventy thousand a year. But you're talking about six to ten times. The more amount of money than somebody that lives in poverty and they can't have more than $5,000 in their savings account. What are we really doing here? You know what I'm saying? We're keeping people in this rat race. We're keeping minorities in this rat race. It's not just black. It's Hispanic. But it's also business it's also loans. Not what it like it, it. I'm white. So people can come at me for this if you fucking want. But I live in a neighborhood with certainly an average 
I, I would say, I don't know the exact number, but I would say there's a baseline average. I don't think anybody in this neighborhood is making less than six figures a year, but it's all, it's white families. Right. Um, that, all, although to me, being being a white person, that doesn't say like, that doesn't set off any red flags. It certainly resonates. It mm-hmm. definitely resonates. Because, it, because you're used to it. Yeah. You know, like you're used to that society, you're used to that environment. And it's so crazy because like I work with kids for nine years and you hear like some of these kids, like I talk to some of these kids. I'm really good with kids, amazing with kids. And I even just stand there to boost myself, but kids really love me. And when you talk to some of these kids, you say, hey, you know, what's something that you would change about your family? One of the most important things they will say is, I wish I spent more time with my family. Right. My mom and dad don't know me like people think they know me. And then the kids grow up, they're on drugs, they're partying, doing all this crazy shit. And the parents are like, that's not my kid. It's like, you don't know your kid. Because the difference between the white community, correct me if I'm wrong, is they spend more time working than with their kids. The black community, what they do is. We're poor, but we're not going to make it look like you're poor. Instead of spending money on Roth IRAs, investing stocks and things like that, we're going to buy Jordans. We're going to buy you nice clothes. So even though we're poor, we're not going to look poor. We put credit (laughs) in a black community. They put credit in the kid's name for couches and furniture and shit. So we're going to put this furniture in your name, even though you're only three years old. By the time that kid's 18, his fucking credit is fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, bro, like, what are we really doing? There's no such thing as generational wealth in the black community. You look at white families, you know, uh, Asian families, Indian families, whatever they can, anything other than black and Hispanic. These families, they're getting health insurance. They got a million dollar policy. So when their grandmother, you know, the grandfather or grandmother dies, their family gets a million dollar policy. And that policy gets spread throughout all the family. They got wills. Hey, this goes to this person. This goes to that black community. They're stingy. There's no, I'm going to save this for my kid. There's none of that in the black community. It's, it's, it's what I have is what I have. And they got to survive whatever. It's not because black people are ignorant. Actually, I shouldn't say they're ignorant. It's not because black people are selfish. It's because they're ignorant. And when I say ignorant, it's because they don't know. The lack of education in the black community is is unbelievable. And the reason why I know that is because I was one of the ones in my family to actually step out of the, the typical way of thinking. And I was able to read books. I've read seven books in a week one time. It was the craziest shit I've ever did in my life. Seven books in one week. And when I read these books, I was like, Fuck, there's so much information out here. I went to Barnes and Nobles and it, I my way of thinking of books was all, like every book was like Romeo and Juliet. Every book. Because that's just the way that I process shit when I was in middle school. They try to force feed these fucking, you know, these books into us. And I thought every book was Romeo and Juliet. But when I actually got to Barnes and Noble and I saw that there was a self-help book section, holy shit. I started reading books like fucking like it's cereal boxes. I started reading books every single day and I, I gained this knowledge. And the craziest shit that ever happened to me is my uncles, two of my uncles, three of my uncles actually called me one day. And they said, hey, you're the chosen one in the family. 
I look up to you. How the three fuck are they? Three uncles in one day. Three uncles. They're all was next to each other. My Uncle Ma'am, my Uncle Lee, my Uncle Sean. They called me one day and they said, yo, I look up to you. What you're doing right now is amazing. Like, I, I can't believe, like, what you're doing. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, and, just, and, to, just to cut you up. I am... But listen, though, listen. The craziest thing about that, I felt like I wasn't doing shit with my life. So to them, even though I was like, if we're looking at a pedestal and, and they look at me like I'm like here, me, I personally felt that I was here. This is not what I want. This is not where I'm at right now. I want to get here, but they look at me like I'm here, but I'm really, I really feel like I'm here. So my, my level of, um, uh, expectations, I would say I'm, I'm here, but you were breaking out of stigma. Exactly. So I could, I could look at you, mm-hmm. um, and I, I won't look at you this way, but I'm sure there, there are plenty of fucking white people who would look at you and say, Okay, you know, Tyrell has, he's wearing a do-rag, he's wearing a gold chain, he's yeah. wearing, he's wearing the, the black champion long sleeve shirt. Um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't expect him to read seven books a week. 100%. I, I wouldn't expect him to do that. That is where you personally are gauging yourself down here, but anybody else on the planet could be gauging you up here. That's where you have people looking up to you because you're not... You aren't breaking out of the stigma and saying, oh, I'm not going to wear the do-rag. I'm not going to wear the chain. I'm going to I'm going to dress up all nice and be the way they want me to. Mm-hmm. You are you're pushing yourself down a path that you firmly believe in and you're keeping your own identity while you're doing it. And that's what's brilliant about it and that's what's in, most inspiring to me is that you are breaking stigmas. That's why I wear the do-rag. That's why I wear Gold, that's what I that's the what I gold sensed. hoop earring and that's why I wear the chain because I let people know like yo there's people from where I live I can easily wear just a hat or no hat or whatever the case may be but I wear this shit be like yo there's people that where I'm from that are so fucking smart so athletic literally in my neighborhood to be completely honest with you guys there's five NFL stars that grew up in my neighborhood that didn't go to the NFL it wasn't because they wasn't talented enough it's because they didn't have the role models they didn't have the people to say hey you can make it to the league they didn't have that shit. I can I can literally name five people from my neighborhood that literally could have went to the NFL. Five in one neighborhood. That's just off of just skill and talent in general. But it's because in our neighborhood there's a lack of resources. There's a lot of a, a lack of um, um, role models. Like we talked about role models. My mom wasn't a role model to me. She was working, focused on what she had to do. My dad wasn't involved. He was there financially. Our role models was people that were selling drugs gang leaders and they would oftentimes say hey don't do this shit man you you're gonna be you're gonna be special someday what the fuck does you gonna be special someday mean to to a kid i didn't know about scholarships until i was in high school that goes to tell you that there's some kids that know about scholarships when they're in the first or second grade so there's a such it's such a disadvantage man when you're growing up in the black community but i don't look at it as oh this guy has a bigger start than me i look at it as a challenge all right, now I want you to give a message to the white people because, dude, I'll, I'll tell you what, like growing up without a doubt, if I was 12 years old mm-hmm. and I was walking down like the WNOD trail and I saw three black guys as big as you are, like you probably guy, cross, Tyrell's, cross, a, Tyrell's cross a big fucking one. dude. He's a big dude. I'm yeah. a skinny dude. If I saw three giant black dudes walking up to me with gold chains and do-rags, like 
society has told me, okay, be a little uncomfortable, like, Mm -hmm. like, like maybe, maybe move a little bit to the side. But now that I'm thinking about that, I'm like, why don't I just say hi to these people? Why could they not be my friends? Mm -hmm. Is it just, it's just, it's just the stigma of it all. What would you say to those people? Like, like what, it's, it's confusion, man, because it could come down to stigmas, but it could also just boil down completely to ignorance. Yeah. A lot of the times it is ignorance and ignorance doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing all the time. It just means like, you don't understand, you don't know. Right. So like a lot of, a lot of black, uh, a lot of black people, they get, you know, misinterpreted into like who they are. And I, bro, like I had this, um, I was chilling my boy Roland one day and we was chilling with this one girl. And um, we was on like her like trampoline or some shit. I was probably like, 18 years old. We was chilling on a trampoline. And we was, you know, just chilling or whatever. And a conversation came about. I don't remember how it came about. But she literally said to me, she said, wow. I didn't think you would know about that. And I asked her, I said, what you mean? Because, you know, is it because I'm black? She's like, yeah, honestly, yeah. So there's this stigma that black people don't know shit, that they're fucking thugs and they're gang members and this, that, and the third. Was completely false. It goes both ways. If you go and talk to someone that is is black or that comes from poverty, they're some of the smartest people, some of the most genuine people you will ever meet. And um, but then again, could you drop me in the hood, like in in a, a very a very bad part? I'm, I'm glad you said that because there's not only black people in the hood. There's well, Hispanic that, that people. Was, as soon as that left my mouth, I was like, that was a stupid. No, thing but to listen say. though, listen, because there's there's Hispanic people in the hood and there's also white people. I'm, I'm gonna think be honest, about look, I'm here's, more a, here's, of Hispanic here's a gangs. a crazy na- like national example, Eminem. He grew up in fucking the eight mile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Beat Rabbit. He's the only in. white person with credit across <laughs> yeah. every gym. Yeah, but, but Eminem speaks for those white people that did grow up in trailer parks, those people that did grow up in poverty. You know what I'm saying? Like we look at them like, yo, you're one of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had a couple white people, um, you know, that lived in, in, in my neighborhood growing up. A lot of Hispanic people as well. But it, it's more of those things where, like, to the white people, you know, that, you know, kind of judge us. It's like, yo, just have a conversation with us. Just ask us how our day is. That's a big thing to me is I'll never look at a stranger as a stranger. I look at a stranger, no matter what color, ethnicity, background, as somebody I can I can hear a story from. Right. Somebody can tell me a story about their background, but what I what I often see is a separation, uh, and that's not just between. Like I'll notice, um, dude. Okay, a, so a, a getting of, getting into muddy waters here. Yeah. Um, I love everyone, dude. I have no reason to hate any. Like maybe a few people I don't like, <laughs> um, but there's no immediate reason for me to hate anybody. But what right. I will notice is that there are, there are Hispanic people. There are African American people who, who don't like me, who don't want to talk to me. They haven't talked to me, but it's just because, you know, I'm wearing a button down and I'm white. It's because of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm acting a certain way. Um, that people will not want to associate with me because they'll assume, okay, you're just some privileged white kid who who isn't fucking real. You don't know what the fuck's going on in the real world. Um, and I think that that's uh, equitable. Um, but on the flip side, though, if there's black people and Hispanic people looking at you that way, how do you think white people look at black people and Hispanic people? That's my concern. 
right? So like, like there's white people that oh this dude he this black guy's just a thug, or this Hispanic guy's just a part of a fucking gang or MS13 or some shit. Like it's like bro, we're actually human. Exactly. And I ever since a kid, I never understood racism. I never understood prejudice because it's like, Why? look at this guy. He's fucking darker than us, and he's he's ignorant. He's this. He's a monkey. Whatever the fuck they say is like. Why do you go to the beach to get darker then if you're talking about our skin color? <laughs> Why do you get yeah. lip injections to make your yeah. lips bigger? Yeah. It's still a black culture, man. And it's like, if you think about black culture and what we did to the country and to the world, it's like we're influencing a lot of people. And it's one of those things, bro, where it's like people won't understand until they have the conversation. It's and I, I respect the shit. Like, like I was out there, you know, protesting when George Floyd got killed, bro. I was out there protesting in my fucking city, Manassas. I've never seen in my life black, white, Hispanic, Arab, Indian. I have my boy from Nepal out there. I've never in my life in my city, bro. I've lived there for fucking 25 years. I've never seen that shit before. All different type of races coming together for one common cause. And when I seen that and, and I realized that, damn, everybody's here for one reason and one reason only. Everyone's here because of George Floyd. Everyone's here because of racial injustice. Now, Even there's white people there. And I literally was like, this is beautiful. Now, I'll tell you. Um, in, 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 in the simplest terms. Um, you know, my father, as he is, uh, lower upper class that gives insight into a lot of things. And one of those insights is people like, like Joe Biden Mm -hmm. don't give a single shit about the protests. Those are for the people. Right. How do you separate somebody like Joe Biden from your average white American? Somebody who is still... Not in a not in an equitable struggle, but in right. a struggle in and of their own, as opposed to somebody who is maintaining power over a mass. Yeah, you know, like with Joe Biden, man, is, is he's a president, and he has a presidency. You know, before he went president, about him. It doesn't mean you know, but like when you look at certain white people, right? Like, like from my perspective, so I'm a black African American, whatever case may be however you want to put it and that's sorry i should be uh, if i were a black man i would be enraged right now because joe biden made me as a not me as a black man but if i was hypothetically a black man joe biden made me so many promises that he never followed through on simply to gain a vote because maybe you know i would say some african-americans feel that way but me personally i don't ever take politics serious to me politics presidents are just puppets at the end of the day there's a puppet master, you know, the Rothschilds, the, you know, the um, fucking wherever else, the, the whatever. all the other big, you know, the Carnegie's, the, you know, um, all, all those big um, families. families, those those big um, families that, you know, own a lot of America. Those, those, that's really who, who controls the, the narrative. So I never really paid too much about politics. I never really cared about politics in that sense. Um, but to separate the difference between Joe Biden and the average white American is like the average white American is going to step up for what they believe in. And I seen, bro, like I seen this so fucking like often or so much actually during, um, you know, the George Floyd shit. And I actually went out, I protested, national guard showed up, 
you know, um, the state police showed up. Sorry, what did you protest? So we was protesting the the, the George Floyd. So uh, we was out it, there. In, uh, when George Floyd got, you know, when he got murdered, the, uh, Chauvin was, I think that's how you say his name, whoever fucked the guy. Derek Chauvin. Is, Derek Chauvin, when he was on his neck, you know, and he killed him. We were out there protesting for equality. You got to think about it as a black American. We just want to be treated equal. It's not that we're asking for much. We just want to be treated equal. And when we talk about equal, we talk about equality. That's all we want. So we out there protesting for, you know, for George Floyd and what happened. And National Guards out there. Fucking Virginia State Police is out there. You know, I got hit with a riot shield and I'm getting out the way. And the guy that hit me was black. I had a conversation. I put the whole fucking shit on my IG live. I was recording this shit. I put it on my YouTube channel. I said, yo, you're one of us. And you're going to hit me with the riot suit and I'm getting out of the way? No, he's not. He's not one of you. But think about it. Think about it. Mentally, he may not be one of us. Physically, he's one of us. If he gets pulled over, he doesn't have police license plates or whatever. They're going to treat him the same way they'll treat me. And I told him, I said, bro, like, what the fuck? I'm getting out of the way. Why would you give me the right chill? Like, come on. And you see that, that that power that they have getting abused at that time. And so what do you see as the difference between equality and equity? Equity as far as what? Um, equity, I, let's say you have two people mm -hmm. uh, trying to watch a sports game. But yeah. the wall that they're trying to see over is too far. One of these people is six feet tall. One of these people is five feet tall. Mm -hmm. So they say, okay, um, just to make it even for the both of you, we're each going to give you a block that's one foot tall. So now the six foot person is up seven feet. He can see over the wall. The person that's five feet is still a foot below. There's no equality in the black community right now. We don't get treated equally. Okay. And, and, and I, w I wish that it was that that we did get treated equally, but we don't. And the reason why I say that is because within Biden's first hundred days of being president, he passed a transgender law, trans transgender law of them, you know, not being treated unequally or unfairly. After he promised to prioritize the African community. Mm -hmm. And then he also um, with the Asian community with the shit that was happening with them he passed a law as well why the fuck is it that coronavirus Asian, chinese we're chinese asian i say asian because it's more uh i would it's say definitely it's more encompassing but chinese is more important yeah like, that's scary um, so he, he he passes law for you know it's the asian or chinese hate crimes or whatever it can't be real but it's like they've been dealing with this for a year african-americans black people been dealing with this shit for 500 years why the fuck we ain't getting unpassed yet? I, I, okay, so I, I really want to ask a question. This is yeah. I've been holding in for the past 30 minutes. Okay. So I want both uh, Tyrell and Ushuni to answer this if you guys don't if you guys don't mind. So um the word ally. Okay, I'm gonna that, that's what the question involves. When someone, especially with someone like I'm white, just like Jake, when when a white person says I am white, I am an ally. To the black community, when what I mean specifically is, uh, a you don't year, believe in ignorance. No, 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 no. Like a year ago, maybe like uh, eight months ago, when it became popular, and um, what 
I'll get into that actually, but mm-hmm. like when, when when like white people would say like I am an ally to this situation, um, to the BLM movement. Before you answer, I'm gonna ask you, how, like, how does that word make you feel? And now, actually, before you answer, the way being an ally, yeah, That's no, 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 yeah, before you answer, before you answer, okay, the way it makes me feel when someone says I am an ally, I know they mean well, but it makes me feel I've never used that word because I don't believe in it. And the reason I don't believe in it is because it feels degrading. It feels like when to be it, considered an ally it feels degrading. No, to build off that being no, 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 no. saying being a white person saying that you're an advocate for the BLM. Oh, yeah, 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 can I can can let me keep explaining. Let me keep explaining. Let me get more right. specific. What kind of actually what Jake just said. When someone says, I'm an ally to the BLM movement, okay, I know they mean well, but to me, it is a situation as to, I know you've been oppressed, I know you've been, you've been screwed over, you've been this, you've been that, you've been everything but negative. But it's not my fault. No, 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 let me, no, 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 not necessarily, well, actually, kind of my, kind of my, quote unquote, my fault in terms Mm -hmm. of the white community. But the way I see it and the reason I never said it was because when someone says I am an ally, to me, it comes off as I know you've been oppressed and now I realize that's been a problem. Now I, as a white person or as someone of a higher social standard, realizes that and I quote unquote, I say quotes because it's such bullshit quote-unquote want to help you or quote-unquote want to help you to the point where social media wise to people looking at me they think i am helping you before the two of you jump in i'd like to just i completely understand what andrew's saying i, I might know not have explained people. it the best it way. is somebody who who you know I, i'm not a racist. I hope I haven't given off the vibes that I'm a racist person. I'm not a racist person. I love everybody equally. Right. But I don't That's go the out point of, I was making. I don't go out of my way on social media to make that point. Let, no. me, let me say this, because I know exactly what you guys are getting into. Right? So it's like, how do you separate between who's racist and not? I'm going to go take a picture real quick. Bro. He's all good. This worries, is crazy, man. dog. But like, especially <laughs> Ushini's circumstance, because he came from Uganda. He grew up in the African content. And I looked at him and said, I'm an ally. You're black. It's whatever. You guys are going through some shit. But I'm an ally. I'm here to help you. How does it actually come off as? Because to me, as a white person, I know it means well, but like, it doesn't come off well to me because it it, it feels more to me like... It's like, I know you've been fucked over and you've been degraded and now that is becoming a political issue. Um, I think I personally need to stand up so nobody brands me as a racist. So therefore, I'm going to say I am an ally. That's the way it comes up. I've never used the word ally because I think it's ignorant. Andrew said ally, he's racist. (laughs) That's how it works, Andrew. You said it, not me. How does it actually, like, how do you guys... Holy fuck, I just said you... You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. How does it come off as? I think we'll wait for Tyrell. You'll wait for Tyrell? <laughs> Tyrell's coming back. Don't want to answer yeah, that question. Tyrell, did you happen to hear anything I just said? So basically what I said was... Um, 
Gentle. Get gentle. that fixed real quick. Gentle. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's the fucking that. There you go. Oh, what? <laughs> Everyone, the mic just fucked up. So anyways, Tara, what I asked you, Shindy, was like back to the ally thing. Like when I say I'm an ally to someone, I feel like it's degrading. Um, and it's like I you've been oppressed. You've been degraded. You've right. been this. You've been that. Now that I realize it's a political issue, I'm going to say something that therefore people don't think I'm a racist. And I can you know, honestly, in a yeah. political standpoint, people don't think I'm racist and mm-hmm. They they think oh I'm, I definitely think Andrew's racist. They <laughs> think I'm equal and they'll give me votes and like shit listen, like that. Listen, 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 though, listen. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Before you go into it, what right. is your opinion of the word ally? Because I'm I yeah. don't I don't yeah, like yeah. that word. I don't I don't like the way okay. it's used. So like, first and foremost, man, you got to understand how sensitive the time was, right? So the time was so sensitive. That people that disagreed with the shit that happened to George Floyd was getting like removed from Facebook. People was contacting their jobs, you know, saying, hey, this guy's racist. There's a lot of shit going on at the time. So when you think about it like this, it's like, yo, white people that are for black people, you need to fucking stand up. The real Slim Shady, please stand up. Well, I think you know what I'm was- saying? You need those people that like, hey. I'm fucking against this shit and I need you to you need to speak clearly on it because if you're not speaking clearly on it in this very sensitive time, then I'm looking at you funny. I'll speak very clearly on it right now is what was uh, very scary to me about this situation, um, especially with George Floyd, wasn't that definitely Derek Chauvin was a corrupt police officer. Um, mm-hmm. What was scary to me was that uh, especially through the BLM movements was we don't need the police. We don't, we don't need, uh, all police officers actually are corrupt. And I feel I could equate that to any ignorant white person saying all black people are corrupt. Um, and that, that's what was scary to me. That's a, that's, um, that's a very, I've met both. It's a very thin line, bro. And the reason why I say that is because how many other people was charged with that Derek Chauvin shit? What was it? Three other officers Two. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. It's like maybe what yeah, two or three of them like on four, trial. There's like four. Officers. It's like four total. Were three three like were on him. Right? One was telling people to back the fuck off. So my my thing is this though. I don't believe that every single officer is bad. I don't believe that. I I don't believe it at all. I've seen a few good cops. You know, a few good cops pulled me over before. Right. I've seen that. Um. But if you're sitting there, and you're allowing this man to do what he did. And you're not stopping him. You're not doing anything. I'm looking at you the same way. Right. And and the thing is, with, with these police officers is like people say, oh, Derek Chauvin, like he's he's the bad apple on the tree. It's like, fuck the bad apple on the tree. We need to cut the tree down. There's been so many incidents that's been popping up with Derek Chauvin of shit that he's done in the past where people are like, yo, we should get this case reopened. He did some shit to a 17-year-old. I mean, he's been involved in other incidents where he's been kneeling on people's necks and shit. It's like, bro, like, it gets to a point where it's not just the fucking the branches on the tree. It's the whole fucking tree. So you see where... Um, uh, dude, I hate saying this, but a, a common ground between you and I is that Derek Chauvin was obviously 
you know, I, I'll say it. You know, I'm white. I get to say this. He's fucked in the head. He's a, he's a stupid motherfucker. He has no moral compass. That is an abuse of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can say whatever the fuck I want about this man. He's a stupid piece of shit. How, however, at the end of the day, you know, we could we could look at that, and I could say, okay, Derek Chauvin's a piece of shit, but I could have a whole community also looking at me saying, Derek Chauvin's the face of police officers. Derek Chauvin's the face of white people. But look, um, look at and this. It, though. it goes the other way too. No, look at this though. Fairfax County during this whole time where we was doing this mm. pro, uh, protesting and, and shit with George Floyd. Fairfax County held a meeting. I think it was a live Facebook meeting. I kind of tuned in a little bit. And they admitted, Fairfax County, they admitted to like over 90% of their, you know, them pulling over um, minorities. They were a little bit more aggressive than pulling over anyone else. It's a fact. And the chief of staff said, I don't know why this is, but this is a fact that, hey, we put we were more aggressive towards minorities, blacks or whatever. When we when we have these um, when we pull them over. What you mean you don't know why It's because we're black. So I don't think it's just Derek Chauvin. He's the one that's been sacrificed for a lot of the bad officers out there. But we're talking about local. We're talking about Fairfax County. The chief of staff admitted to it. He admitted that over 90% of the fucking the, the, the pullovers that they have, they're more aggressive to the black community and Hispanic community than any other, other, other race. How do you explain that? You can't explain it. There's no, there's no reason. Derek Chauvin is a very unique case because he got caught. We're, we're living in a time now where we have social media and we have smartphones where we can record shit. How many times do you think in the 90s and the 80s and probably the early 2000s when we had Boost Mobiles and no cameras and shit? How many times do you think that police officers are abusing their power? A lot of the times. Nowadays, you know, in our society, we have cameras. and We can record the shit that's happening. Without these cameras, we have no evidence. Fuck. I ain't gonna say fuck, uh, you know, what happened to George Floyd. But rest in peace, George Dude, Floyd. Dude, fuck what happened to George Floyd. No, not fuck what happened to him. Right, because what happened to him was fucking is is is, is insane. But at the fuck same time, jo- I'm glad fuck we heard Derek Chauvin. But what I'm saying is, think about everyone else that got killed by the police officers that we didn't hear about. That we didn't hear about. That wasn't on camera. Right, just three weeks ago, four, three and a half, four weeks ago, there was a fucking. I want to say a sergeant. I don't want to mistake his rank in, in in the army, but he was a sergeant to my knowledge. Got pulled I, over. I, I know exactly what you're You know exactly yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. He, he got at pulled the, he over. He was at the gas station. At the right? gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was said, fucked Sir, up. I'm I, I don't afraid. Know what you guys are okay, about. so there was this sergeant that got pulled over. Commander, sergeant. I don't know his ranks. I he apologize. His, oh, he put his fuck. He pissed me off. He put his fucking hands out. He goes, I serve your nation and you're going to mm-hmm. treat me like this. They pepper spray him. No, he said, I'm afraid to get out. I'm afraid to get out. The officer said, Hey, get out the car. Get out the car. He said, I'm afraid to get out. His response was, you should be. Why is it that we don't look at fighter fighters, doctors, nurses? Why don't we look at them the same way as police officers anymore? When I was a kid, when I was in kindergarten and we had to show and share when, you know, the police officers would come in, the fighter fighters come in. I thought it was cool. I was in fifth grade. Motherfuckers passing around two joints. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
But when I was in elementary school, I started smoking. Firefighters would come in. They have their suits. Hey, this is for, you know, protection against fire. We got this helmet right here to help us with oxygen. We got this oxygen tank. Doctors will come in. Hey, we got this. Dentists will come in. Hey, brush your teeth with a little fake fucking, you know, like the mouth of the teeth, a, a, a replica of the teeth. Police officers come in. We got this. We got that. It seems to me, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But when I was a kid, I was fascinated with those different jobs that came in. My neighborhood I grew up in, we had a fucking police department in in the neighborhood. That's not normal. A police department in the neighborhood, literally right next to my house. So as I got older, I realized, I said, fuck, we don't look at police officers the same way as we look at nurses and doctors and fighter fighters. Why is it anymore? They're fucking killing us like we're animals. You talking about like, fuck, fuck being, oh, I thought it was a gun. There's people that have been literally had their fucking hands up. Mike Brown, hands up and got killed. What else do we need to do if we getting killed for selling cigarettes? We get killed for putting our hands up. My cousin, I didn't even know he was my cousin, Isaiah Brown. Recently in the news, literally a few weeks ago, Spotsylvania last week. Yeah, no, my cousin. My, I didn't even know. My mom told me, "Hey, you know your cousin's in ICU. He's the one that they're talking about on news. Steve Harvey talked about him. They, my mom, literally told me that's my cousin. I never met him a day in my life, but that's my cousin. Got shot ten times by the cops. He called the cops. Ten my mom t- times. He's in ICU right now, fighting for his fucking life. My mom called. My mom told me on the phone. She said, "Hey, um, him and his brother got into a fight. He called the." He called the, uh, you know, the 911. He called the people. He started talking to him and said, hey, I don't have a weapon, but I feel like, you know, me and my brother, I'm going to end up killing my brother. I, I need this. Like, I need you guys to come and help me. On the Wait, phone. Right now? This was literally last week. He's been in ICU for a week now. You can look at Isaiah Brown. That's my cousin. And... The cop that actually, my mom told me that cop gave him a ride earlier that day is the same cop that killed him. Or not killed him. I don't want to say killed. He's in ICU right now fighting for his life. But the cop shot him 10 times because he came out and he said, hey, I need your help. I need your help. When they when they arrived, he had a fucking cordless phone in his hand. The same phone that he used to call them. That's the phone that they said it was a gun and they shot him 10 fucking times, bro. The deputy gave him a ride home. The deputy gave him a ride home. How is it that the same deputy that gave him a ride home shot him 10 times, bro? That's my cousin. That's you looking at right now. That's my cousin, bro. I'm trying to. Fucking internet's giving me shit right now. That's my cousin, bro. I, I did not know I that was my cousin. And, and my mom told me, like, hey, you know that's your cousin. I saw it all over the news. Steve Harvey talked about it. This person talked about it. I didn't know that was my cousin, but that's my cousin. And maybe I don't have that sentimental value like, like I knew him growing up. But my family is hurting right now. Yeah, without a doubt. You talking about Spotsylvania County? Whoa. The man. I am on. No, 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 no. I am on Embassy Embassy News right now. The man I say Isaiah Brown, thirty-two, who was shot Wednesday by a Spotsylvania County Sheriff's deputy, who had given him a lift home after his car broke down. He was holding a cordless house phone outside his home when he was shot. Brown family attorney David Haynes said, "This is this is 
This is four days ago. This was April 25th. That's the date on this site. This is NBC News. Yeah. And that's your cousin. That's my cousin. I, that's that's unfair. My legit cousin. My mom told me. I seen this shit all over the news. I saw my family talking about it on Facebook. I was like, I don't really like. Is this like my actual cousin? Is this my actual family? You you really don't know because I got such a big family. But my mom messaged me and said, Hey, you know they shot your cousin ten times. And I was like, Oh, like that's actually my cousin. Like, yeah, that's your cousin. That's Granddaddy Ricky. You know, she started giving the breakdown of shit, and I was like, Fuck. Like, that's so crazy that that's my cousin. And to hear the story and to know that, hey, that could have been me. Right. You calling for help to someone to help you and you get killed or you get not killed, but you get shot 10 times. Yeah. Quote, he made it totally clear that he did not have a weapon, that he did not have a gun. And he was calling for assistance from 911. Haynes said, in fact, the same deputies, okay, it's probably someone else's quote, but um, the same deputies had just given him a ride and assisted him for a broken down vehicle just within the past 30 to 45 minutes. Exactly. But before they knew exactly who he was, that he was not armed, not dead. Bro, that's so fucked up. That's my family, bro. At one point, Brown can be heard threatening to kill his brother, mm -hmm. saying... Give me, give me the gun. Don't kill your brother. Okay, that's something. That's some other Yeah. Shit. So what what that is is like he called. Oh, okay. I, okay. So before anyone gives gives a shit, actually, I didn't read the entire thing. Eventually, it it goes against that. Uh, yeah. Damn, it's dog like a dinosaur. Real. But uh, yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up, Tyrell. You better keep that. You better keep that motherfucker sane. We yeah, had you, Oshini, on here two shit, weeks ago. I'm about, to, I'm about to shit on myself, dude. That dog will eat your life. <laughs> Come here, Rocky. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Yeah. What do you Yo, mean, like three hundred pounds? Two fifty? Though he's a big ass dog. Just god. don't don't make any side movements. Damn. Okay, man, what you want, my wallet, bro? Rocky! He just, he's gonna lay nah, down he's good. He's actually, he's actually a really sweet dog. My dog, my dog about to be jealous. He was actually bro. afraid of being in the dark in the other room, so he wanted yeah, to come I out love dogs, man. But yeah, nah, man. No, but actually, yeah, he has it right here. He, he has a good heart. He's a good person. And if everybody ever had the opportunity to meet him, they will tell you the same. She's, uh, she said, this is, who said that? I think this, this is a family member of... Uh, what, Isaiah Brown mm -hmm. um, Anybody knows that If you call on Isaiah He will be there He will be there She emphasized She said uh, Dude that's Oh fuck man I didn't That's why that, that, yeah. Four fucking days ago That's when yeah. this article went up Yeah man it, It's one of those things Where it's like fuck. And, I, and, and to anyone listening I am actually reading this In real time On NBCnews.com Like it's there Like I'm not I'm not I'm not making this shit up yeah, man. That's my family, bro. Like That's fucked up. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, yo, you call someone to help you out, and they don't even help you. Rocky! They, kill, they, they shoot you instead. What's up, man? Nah, that's fucked up, bro. This dog big as hell, man. They, God they, damn, remember, he like a fucking remember, lion. Remember when I said African bull mastiff? That's him, bro. It's an African lion. Bro, what you want? You want my lunch money, bro? What you want, bro? Ushindi's keeping his cool, but you know deep down inside, he's god. like, oh my god. Damn. <laughs> you want big ass dog, bro. I'm about Rocky. to shit on myself. Somebody help me. Oh, Jesus. Here he goes. 
Damn, you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, bro? I've been coming here a while, so I got him. Oh my god! Move your move your lights real quick, Tyro. Man, this dog big as hell. He like Beethoven. Come here, buddy. Come here. Rock. What's he doing? Sit. Rock. Such a big ass dog, man. But yeah, no, man. That's I didn't that this actually is the first time in my entire life that I have been exposed to a story like that where yeah. I was able to look it up and it happened four fucking days ago. Yeah, man. So you it's a unique story. Um I'm just praying that, you know, he makes it out of this, you know. Um he's an ICU right now and you know I I know the connection isn't there 100% for me because I don't know him personally. Like, I never met him. But, shit, you look on my Facebook mutual friends, my dad's friends with him, my mom's friends. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is so fucking close to home, and it's like, shit. You know, I still feel it in my in my soul because my family's hurting. My mom is like, yo, like, this shit is real. You know? And that could have been any of my cousins, or it could have been me. And, and. This is what we deal with. So when we talk about the cops and we talk about, oh, you know, Derek Chauvin, what he did, it's like, bro, there's a lot of Derek Chauvin's out there. It just wasn't a camera. Yeah. You know? And I remember. And, and I, remember I, don't, I don't think every cop is bad. Let me it should that. be illegal to turn off body cam footage. No, I remember yeah. reading. Body, a, body cam footage just came like available like what, two years ago? Yeah. yeah. Think about it. <laughs> but I think cops can turn it off. Yeah, man, that shit is it's 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 unreal, bro. And I just hope that you know. And I actually did a a, a reaction on my channel, my reaction channel of the Derek Chauvin. I saw uh, that. Verdict. I actually yeah. watched that one. A verdict, rather, and um, you know, I watched it, and I was just like, bro, like, what do we do from here? Yeah, he got convicted guilty. I seen people people celebrating and shit. I'm like, what is there to celebrate? It's so many people that, that have been killed by the cops that haven't been found guilty, that got off. What are we really doing here? You know, and it's like, hopefully things get better. You know, I try to I'm, I'm really pessimistic, optimistic. You know, I kind of think about like, OK, hopefully things be better in the future. What are we really going to do? So what do you personally think the next step is? We got to re redo the system, bro. Do you think um, it's more of. Um, honestly, it's a fair question in this point in time mm -hmm. with more extremism. Do you think it's more of a Martin Luther approach or more of mm -mm. a Malcolm X approach? Neither. Neither? I'm going to say like, neither because Malcolm X did what he was supposed to do. Martin Luther King did what he's supposed yeah. to do. It's it a system point. Of There's no more black people standing up and, you know, fuck... Fuck, you know, black people standing up say, "Hey, this is shit is this shit is wrong. This shit is we already know it's wrong." So you need It's not to on us up. anymore. We did what we supposed to do. We did the peaceful protest. Martin Luther King did what he's supposed to do. Martin, uh Malcolm X did what he's supposed to do. Marosa Parks did what she's supposed to do. Harriet Tubman did what she's supposed to do. Why is it that it's on us all the time? No, it's time for y'all motherfuckers to do something. I have a... I you know have, what I'm saying? I have a quote. I heard it in the past, but I had to look it up, actually, just to make sure I was correct. I have a quote here, actually, by Will Smith. Like, Will Smith, like, mm -hmm. Fresh Prince. Like, the Will Smith. He says... Um, of Bel Air? Yeah. <laughs> Racism isn't getting worse. It's just getting filmed. 100%. Like, that... That's huge. That's one hundred percent, bro. One hundred percent. Like it's fucking. It's just, it's just wild. Like that's it, what, like fucking. 
How? Where are we? In, we're at twenty twenty one. We brought. I think the whole slave thing is just ridiculous, but obviously, like someone looking at it from in the twenty twenty perspective, based off back in, back then, it's gonna be a different perspective because different things have happened. But I am very. I think there's certain things that are happening right now with the BLM movement that are that is ignorant, such as the word ally. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe maybe Oh yeah, yeah. I maybe, think we started talking about that a little bit. Yeah, maybe it comes off as good to um oh, it's gonna sound so fucked up, but I hope it doesn't come off as the way that I that you like that yeah. Tyrell and Ushindi, like the word ally, maybe it comes off to you guys good. Um, that maybe as white people were trying to help you. To me, as a white person, I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's that, as I explained earlier, as a white person, it's like, yeah, I know this is happening to you, and um, it's getting to the point where now I have to say something. So now, no, but now there, are, there are two things that I feel are the leading cause of ignorance in Americans. Um, one of those being that um on thin ice here but from a BLM standpoint I do not um what keeps me from joining any movement of any sort is uh you know black people I won't say African Americans um Elon Musk is African American I'll say I'll say black mm-hmm. people because I'm no talking way. about a specific people, not a not a, in a way movement. that is a specific. Elon Musk is South African. Well, but when people my say, my point being, when people say African American, they they look they look at they look at Tyrell, they look at they look at Ushindi. That's what people think with African American black people. Understood, and that's why he I is say, an African American. But that's where the ignorance comes in. That's why I say black. So if somebody calls me white, I hope. Like, I won't take offense to that. I hope if I say black... Dude, this is how convoluted it's all become. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't like hearing... What keeps me out of all of this is... Why do you get to stand for me? Your people were the one who enslaved us 200 years ago. He said it. No, no, I no, just no. I couldn't remember it, but he said what I meant by the word. No, no, no. Listen, though. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. It, it's not about that, bro. Like you got to think about it. Like, like my original point was, when you are in this in in this environment, being black or African American, whatever you say, right? When you're being in this environment and you're trying to see, okay, you're trying to pick the bad weeds, pretty much. Who's for us and who's not for us? Because a lot of times on Facebook, what you see is like, I'm not going to say anything about Black Lives Matter movement because I got some racist uncles and aunts and grandmothers and shit on my Facebook, so I'm not going to say anything. But those people that were saying something, they'll say, yo, fuck this shit is not right. Even though they got racist family members, they're standing up. They're considered an ally. I don't look at all white people like they're the same. But if you're not saying anything because your family's racist, then I'm looking at you funny. Why not stand up, stand up against them? Because if you do stand up against them, not only like you're changing their perspective, hopefully, but you're showing that you're not them. That's the most important part. It's not a up to black people. Like your question was like, oh, like is it a Martin Luther King? Is it a Malcolm X? Bro, it's not up to us anymore. It's up to white people use their white privilege and step up. If they do not step up, then I honestly don't think nothing's going to change. We had our even our fucking um, you know our Emmett Till riots, L.A. riots. We had this shit happen. 
we already had our peaceful protests and they fucking came out with fucking uh, tear gas and rubber bullets and shit. We did everything we possibly could from Malcolm X to Martin Luther King from Rosa Parks to fucking present day. I was out there when they had tear gas and shit shooting at us, peacefully protesting. And that's where I don't. Think what else do we need to do? There's nothing else that we can do. It's up to everyone else. That's not a part of the problem to help fix the problem. If you're not helping fixing the problem, then I'm looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing? You're not using your privilege. You're not using your platform to to help spread the message. And that's where I'm well, asking on. you Actually, as such Jay, a... Sorry, Jay. Andrew, before you cut in. There's such a disconnect yeah. between if you're going to, to take the black community mm. and, and pit them against the white community, you will, you'll certainly have that overlap. But you'll be having that battle between the two with a governing force. And battle that governing force is is what needs to be affected. That though though I I don't think the ignorant people, um, not not the the ignorant black community, the ignorant white people especially, is I think the. Um, what do you think can get to that government force though? That governor force. Do you think black people or white people can get to that? I think it's whoever gets a voice through there first, nah, because nah, I can nah, nah, nah. I can listen, tell listen. you campaigns, polit any cl mm -hmm. political campaign that is successful is successful because of their patrons, because of their sponsors, the people who are looking out for them, and they're telling you what you can and cannot say. So if you were to have, even if I don't believe it in my heart, I got a gut feeling this dude's a piece of shit. But let's say for for some reason. Uh, Joe Biden actually wants reform. Joe Biden actually wants to help our country. Mm -hmm. He's the president. He could do that. However, Joe Biden also has a hundred, two, three, four, five million dollars worth of campaign funds coming in from companies like Northrop Grumman and Google, defense agencies, technology agencies who All are right. saying... You know, it's, it's safe to say companies like Apple, companies like Google, companies like Northrop Grumman or Lockheed Martin have outgrown our government. They are beyond their reach. They are international corporations. So is he doing it for the right reasons or political reasons? Exactly. There's a difference between doing it morally and politically, right? So, like, if you're doing it for your moral consciousness, fuck what everybody else say. Think about JFK. He went against the grain and he got killed, bro. I mean, JFK you know came out and he said, there is conspiracy against the American people, not just the white community, the African-American community, every minority community. There is oppression against them from inside of the government. Mm -hmm. He said, by the time my presidency is over, I will have, you know, obliterated all of that. And I will have exposed at least some of these ties one week later, JFK is assassinated. Yeah. Ushindi. So, I, you're an American citizen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obvi no. obvi you're an American citizen. You've been here. I know. I just had to. I didn't mean that in an ignorant way. I just had to make sure so I didn't come off in this question ignorant. You got a visa. He's got a. He's got, okay. So Ushindi, he's been on the. He's been on the podcast before. He he has his citizenship. He has his visa. He came from Uganda specifically. Well, my question is, coming from an outside like country, regardless of the fact that you've pretty much been Americanized, you've been here for the past, when did you come here, six, seven, eight years ago, how do you look at 
like these these problems from an outside perspective. So Tyrell, real quick, you mm-hmm. you were raised here, right? Like you were born and raised here. Yeah. Okay. So Ushindi, being an African American male, specifically African American, like you came from the African. You're asking content. the difference between being a black male from Chicago and being a black male from Ghana. <laughs> Pretty much. How okay. do you feel about the whole the BLM movement? The the issue with racism. It's a universal, bro. Does it stem from nationality or does it stem from oppression? Uh, It's oppression, bro. At the end of the day, bro, we're all black. We all come from the same roots. We all come from the same motherland. It's your same battle. It's the same battle. Whether you're in Africa, for example, right? If if me and you shouldn't go out and he's from Uganda and I'm from fucking Virginia, we go out to a coffee shop. They don't fucking see that he's from Uganda. They see that he's black. Just like they see how I'm black. So they're going to judge him the same way they judge me. Now, maybe in his home country, it may be a little different. I can let you speak on that. But if you're talking about someone that's racist, they gonna, they're not going to see where you're from. Oh, you're from Uganda? Let me be racist to you. Hey, you're from Virginia? Let me not be racist to you. Nah, they see that you're black. So you don't see the yeah. same racism between African countries? I, I, it's hard for me to say because I haven't been to a you know another country where I have experienced racism, but I experienced it here. No, but what I'm saying is I completely, I, I agree that's a problem. And I agree that's not even like, there's no difference between the two. But what I do want to hear is if from someone who actually came from another country, um, I want to hear if there actually is, I guarantee there is no difference actually, to be honest, because it's all fucked up. But I want to hear like your opinion, yeah. if, if you don't mind. Sure. Um I mean, if I'm being honest, all this racist stuff um, was new to me until here. I came here. Mm. Um, I mean, back home there is. It's it's rare where I grew up. It's rare to find white people, right? And a lot of white people you find usually tourists. And I'll guarantee you right now, if you're white and you come from and you are where I come from, it's like you're gonna be treated like you're a king. Because that's how you see outsiders. It's like they get so much respect and love. Um, I don't know why. So but even 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 when I saw it for even when I saw a white person for my first time, I was I just remember just like oh my god, like I just wanted to be all over them, around them, and because I don't get to see people like that a whole lot, and it's just this huge excitement, you know. At the same time, back home, we have different cultures of people you live in. You're all black, but coming from very different cultures. But you won't see, at least me growing up, you won't see people treating yourself with so much hate that I've seen here a lot of times. And before you even get to know someone here, it's like you're looked at very differently and you're judged very differently. Um, But home is like... Yet yeah, we don't have a whole lot like here, but there is so much love, there is so much joy uh, around each pre- each person that you're around with, and me growing up with that. But you know this whole racist thing is like that's when I started to really really see it real here. Like this shit is real, you know. Um, but it's, I mean, there are cultures, tribes that hate each other you'll find different parts of Africa. That was the but, uh, the Rwanda crisis. 
is there is there racism in Africa compared like so, yes. so you you're you're an African you're a black yeah. African American right. like say someone from I don't know African countries but say someone right. from another African country looked at you would would they There's be no racist way, towards like. you right so I mean there is they re there is racism I believe everywhere but but, is right? that, but what but, are their racist towards though because if they're black already they're African but here's Africans, the thing but, that's but the, I, wouldn't that's say, the I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say right 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 but well, I wouldn't even say it's like racism because I didn't see it like that it's more of like you will see cultures like like for me I'm a Congolese and I'm in a Ugandan country right but the rest they of they this is the way Ugandans view Congolese right. <laughs> It's like a lot of Ugandans view Congolese as like, oh, they got money. Like, you know, so if you go to a Ugandan store, just because you're Congolese, they will, they will know. Because Congolese and Ugandans... Is Ugandan that like tri tribal? So these are two different cultures. So it's like, is it tribal? Yes, How basically. would they know the difference? Did you one, one listen, one, here. Ugandans physical features, mm -hmm. you will tell. You, you will know, and you will know a Congolese by just looking at them and their accent as well. And so um, a lot of the times it's like if they immediately find out you're Congolese, they're not going to treat you the same way they're going to treat a Ugandan. Let's say in sales, it's like they're going to upcharge you. It's because they know you're Congolese. But if it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a Ugandan, like a Ugandan, Ugandan to Ugandan, they're going to they're gonna treat each other like more like uh oh yeah you fan bro you know yeah um so i mean and this like racism what involves like um hurt and assault and all this stuff where you see people get pulled over and people get hurt i never really saw a whole lot of that growing up uh other than but do you think that's well, what I, I? I feel like that's not considered racism, though. I, I feel think like that's, uh, that's more so judging. Sorry, gentlemen. Right. A, a way that I think um, most people could equate racism, um, if you're looking at it outside of an American country, um, equating racism with power, especially, uh, you know, Americans, Andrew and I, uh, the most notable of an African civil war is the Rwandan genocide. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember his specific name, but it was a, a dilemma between the Tutsi and the Hatu? Mm -hmm. Tutsi and the Hatu. Um, and the Tutsi were essentially, uh, correct me if I'm wrong at any point, but looked at as untouchable, um, below the social class. And uh, there was a man higher up in the African government, not just in the Rwandan government, but in the African government as a whole, uh, the the Africa. I don't know if it's called the African Union, but that's essentially what it is. Is Africa is a continent made up of almost hundreds of different countries, mm -hmm. um, different tribes that work together as one as one Africa. Um, and there was a man who had uh, bountiful pull between these countries, um, and he essentially saw the Hatsu as lesser people. Um, and he actually poured a few million dollars, a few hundred thousand, a few million dollars into machetes, swords, knives. Um, and he distributed these machetes, these swords, these knives, these weapons uh, amongst the Hatu. And everyone that was given a weapon was also told 
the the Tutsi are, you know, they're evil people. Yeah. They they are less than us. They are not people. They should be exterminated. Um, and these people, the Hatu, not knowing any better, would take these machetes and would would slaughter the Tutsi. Um, right. And that it's you could you could look at that from a hundred different perspectives, but the reality of it is is that you had somebody who saw both sides and was able to have pull on both sides and influenced one but, side to dominate the other. And that's what's scary about looking at our government is because you can see definite similarities between the two situations. Although they're very different, um, you see very similar beliefs between these two powers. And it's terrifying. That reminds me of this story that I read. Um, this book I read called Left to Tell. And she literally talks. She's someone that survived. I think her name was like a Macaulay, if I'm pronouncing it right. But she was part of a certain tribe. And she kind of talked about the genocide that happened there. And um, her story was, it's a real story. And she actually has pictures in the book kind of showing like what happened. And um, it's, it's, it's a true story. But I feel like there's a very, very thin line between racism and like what genocide is right so like when you think about like think about it like this 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 is the way i kind of look at that situation is if there's a pack of lions say there's two packs of lions one pack of lions are you know maybe more popular they look a little better or whatever the case may be and the other pack of lions a little bit less attractive type of lions we can say even we can even compare asian to african uh, lions Right. So say if the African lions are like the most, you, you know, unique and most valuable type of lions and the Asian lions are a little bit smaller. They're a lot smaller, actually, than the African lions. It's like you're killing off the Asian lions to kind of prevail the African lions to kind of make them like the better choice, I would say. That's a lot different than someone judging you. That's kind of like that. That's more so like Darwinism, in my opinion. Like survival of the fittest a little bit, a little bit. Right. It's it's, 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 it's fucked up still. I'm not trying to take away from like what happened with the genocide. But when you think about racism, it's like you can be walking down the street and this person like, oh, look at this dude. He's a fucking ignorant piece of shit. They don't even know you. But just because you're dark, because you're, you know, black or whatever, they look at you and judge you. I think that's completely different than, oh, I don't fuck with this tribe because, you know, they look a certain way. Like they they think that they're better or whatever case it's a very thin line. It's, it's so, so like it's a super, super thin line between what happened in Africa and that genocide and, you know, what happens today. Because you, that- you even talk about the Holocaust, right? The Holocaust is very similar with the genocide. You know, like Hitler, like he didn't believe in, you know, the he, he believed in the Aryan race. He didn't believe in Jewish people. He, he didn't like them. I think because he was. I think the story that I read, he was trying to like go to art school or some shit. And the teacher that said he wasn't going to be good enough was fucking Jewish. And that started the whole thing. Yeah. But here's you know? a hot take is that 36 out of 38 hedge fund owners worldwide for corporations are Jewish because of reparations. I don't even think it's just the hedge Jewish funds. Holocaust. I think it's fucking it, it's Hollywood. Hollywood. They got a lot it's of a fucking Weinstein. Yeah. Name them. Hey, um, and that's knows, that is the the huge the oh, the underlying but how is it but let me ask you this question. though since we're on the topic how is it that Jewish got reparations but African Americans didn't well that's what I was about to ask that's that's my whole forty acres underlying... and a mule we didn't get it Jewish got their reparations 
they still getting paid, I think, yearly, like thousand dollars a month for Holocaust survivors or some yeah, shit. It's fucked or up. A thousand dollars a but year. But you're not. You're also. You're not allowed to say, "Oh, well, why are Jewish people getting this?" Because oh, you're anti-Semitic. You know, it's up, it's, it's not on us. They to still say. treat us like we shit, man. Like that's 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 my whole point of equality. Something as simple as like we know what African Americans been through. We know what slavery was like. Slavery was like. We know what we go through to this day, even if you're talking about redlining with, you know, how the housing market and that's a whole nother redlining topic. is just, you know, fucked up. it's so like, much shit that's going on where it's like, what the fuck? Like, how do we get ahead? You know, and, and we have all these um, laws getting passed, but none of these laws are here to benefit us. Why is it that these Jewish people get these fucking, you know, these laws passed and we don't get anything? Do you do you want to know the ironic part about racism? That, that, it, it, this has been in my mind for the last, like, 15 minutes. You want to know the ironic part about, like, white people, black people, Mexican people, all those things? Mm-hmm. Everyone started out, the, the, the homo sapiens started out in on the African continent, the, what we know as the African continent, homo, homo sapien, homo erectus, homo whatever erectus. you want to call it, started out on the African continent. Now, the only reason there are white people in the world today is because the homo sapien back like 30 like years ago, so many, like thousands of years ago, they, they started to migrate. They went up into what we know now as Europe, Asia... Um, all those things. Now, what we know as the Incan society and the Native American society, what happened there was back during the Ice Age period, just before that, back when we were still hunter-gatherers, the Homo sapiens, when they started out in the Af- er, er, on the African culture, they migrated across the Asian culture. And keep in mind, this is thousands and thousands of years of of history that's happening in between these these periods of time the reason there are people on the north american south american continents is because what happened was during the ice age period there was an ice bridge between what is known now as russia and the north americans the i'm gonna say homo sapiens but i could be wrong but the people that lived back then they were hunter gatherers and they they tracked they they followed the animals that crossed this ice bridge during the ice ice age time between when there was a land bridge between what is now known as Russia and North America they tra- and they went across this bridge they followed the animals they went into what is now the North American continent and eventually, you know, they just stayed there. They reproduced everything, the same, same thing with biology. Um, eventually, that bridge melted. The Ice Age, the ice age period um, ended. It, it ended. And that bridge melted. Now there's an ocean between Russia and Alaska and there's no longer a bridge there. That is the only reason... There is, there was, so actually, from this point of time, when they crossed that bridge, that is the only reason there was the Native American, um, what's the word? What's the word, Jake? Uh, not, not colony, but. Colonized. Col- not, I don't even want to say colonized, but like group of people. That's the only reason there was a Native American group of people. 
And eventually right. they went down. They they inhabited South America. Then you get the Incans. Then you get all the different the different tribes: the Indians, Cherokee, the fucking whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm ignorant, but that's the my, no, hold on, hold on. My whole point is everything started from the African continent. There, yeah. all the evidence points towards the first human being, as we know, as being the Homo sapien being. A black person. And the reason that is is because they were close to the equator. The re- and when they were close to the equator, they, they needed more melanin to... What? I just love the way you say equator. <laughs> Anyways, there's more UV lights hitting that point of the equator so they had darker skin. The more they, the more they migrated pat outside of the equator, such as Europe, South America, North America, they didn't need that melanin. So they became more white. They became more, just fucking more white, <laughs> and the like. If you go to if you go to fucking Jamaica, they're they're. But you say what? Jamaica, Jamaica. Oh, no, he Jamaica. says it right. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Jamaica, they're all black. It's the same thing. It's it's they're closer to the equator. The equator is the reason we have black people is because it started out at that point. That's where human beings, as we know today, develop, and. They needed more melanin because the UV rate science and shit. Anyways, you get my point. They migrated. We didn't need more melanin. That's why. That's why we have more white people. And I think it's my whole point with this whole fucking story is it's ironic because where we are now, we developed from African Americans, from people with dark skin. Yeah. And now we look at them. And we're like, you're less than us. You're less than this. You know what's crazy, bro? Yeah. The the black woman. And the type of genes that she have is the only woman in the world that can make reproduce any skin color. So that's black, hmm. whether you say brown skin, light skin, whatever, albino, albino, you know, black, a black woman has that gene. I think it's called the Eve gene where they're able to produce any skin pigment of any race. But you think of dark skin, you know, me and Oosh, or you think of fair skin like you two, light skin, albino, the black woman is the only one that can do that. No other woman can do that. That's power. That That is motherly power. We're the Israelites, bro. And People I, don't realize it, man. I guess my, um, what I'll finish off with, because, you know, we are pushing four hours here. Um, <laughs> Hang on, uh, just my not this a while. as as my whole point here uh, regarding racism. Here's a hot take and I'm going to be on thin ice for a minute, boys. <laughs> um, I firmly believe that racism does not exist, that ignorance exists. Um, two truths can be two, two things can be true though two things can be true but I think they certainly go hand in hand ignorance births from ignorance uh, racism births from ignorance because I've never met um, an educated white man an educated black man an educated Chinese man an educated Indian man who has harbored resentment against another race I have met people who I have looked down on not because of their upbringing not because of who they are as a person or who they are um, as skin color, but because of how they hold themselves. Because they look at the world as the world is against them. 
the that it's not their it's it's not their fault that they're in their position and they have no reason to rise from that position. Hmm. Um, because I look at the two of you and Tyrell and Nushindi, you are two of the most inspirational people I have encountered. Yeah. You, you've said you you bring me food for thought, things to think about, things to inspire myself with, things to motivate myself with. You know, I wouldn't look at either of you and say, "Oh yeah, this guy hates white people." Um, and hopefully, you guys would look at Andrew and I and say, "Yeah, this guy this guy's not racist. He doesn't hate black people." Um, and that's because I I'm able to appreciate and understand not not completely. Dude, Sorry, it's not you. I can like literally hear this man pissing. Uh, damn, boy, At first, I was like, "Wait, wait what's wrong <laughs> with my ear, dude?" But it, but the thing is, though, bro, like, like I want to make it very clear that when you when you're ignorant, you just don't know. It's like a lack of not knowing. Is that something you can but blame you, someone but for? When you're right, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so because it, if it depends what it is, right? Like, there's certain things, obviously, certain topics where you can't blame someone for not knowing about. But racism is alive, bro. This shit been here since fucking, you know, before time. You know what I mean? Be like, we talking about Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Day. If you don't know about racism, you're sleeping on a fucking rock. <laughs> right? So yeah. I think that you can be ignorant because you either don't want to know or don't want to learn or you just don't know. But you're racist because, hey, that guy's black. He's bad. That's racist. That's racist. It's not ignorance. It's ignorance and racism, but it's more racist than ignorance. Because you're judging that man based on the color of his skin. Ignorance is, um, I don't really know too much about racism. I don't know too much about George Floyd. You can, you can, anybody can be ignorant because they just don't know. It's like you're not knowing about something. I could be ignorant towards the white community because I don't know about the white community. I mean, I'll admit I'm ignorant right. about most shit on this planet. <laughs> right. Yeah. We just don't know. Yeah. But you, I, I feel like ignorance, you can't take ignorance away from racism. Racism exists. I don't I don't, I don't care what anybody says. There, there's such thing as racism. And there's no in between, you know, between racism and ignorance. I think you can be ignorant and racist. Two truths can be true. You know what I'm saying? Two things can be true. You can be racist and ignorant. You can be ignorant to not knowing how the black community operates. And because you're ignorant, that makes you racist because you are judging that man, not knowing what he, you know, what he goes through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not just ignorant. Like, oh, I don't know this guy. I don't know their community. Because when you're ignorant, it's not that you have a biased perspective. You just don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you have that unbiased perspective, like, I don't really know how the black community works. I don't really know, you know, what's going on, the systematic thing. Um, and then you're judging that same man that you don't know what they're going through. That's racist and ignorant. It's racism and ignorance. So what advice would you offer to somebody, whether it's... That's racist? Whether it's a... <laughs> Eat well, a for dick. example, example. No, <laughs> it's like, no. No, for an example, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a little challenge here. Uh, I like challenges, bro. Let me get that. You get a, a young black man. Okay. Who has grown up in progressive America. He has been raised to believe that... Um, Again, I'm going to give all-encompassing statements here. Uh, this is I don't think this should be anybody's upbringing, and I don't think it is. But hypothetically speaking, uh, this young black man has been raised to fear the police, to mm -hmm. fear the white man because they're out to get you. This young black man, he turns 18 years old, um, books a flight to D.C., picks up in the protests, 
uh, he gets he gets to go to Capitol Hill, experience that for the first time, and that first experience is a riot. You have the officers with the riot shields. You have the officers with the pepper spray, um, who are actively using it, and you have this. Um, uh, let's call it extreme, uh, a young extreme black man who is very much in an anti-white mindset, uh, very much uh, my people have been oppressed and you are the cause of this. I'm going to make you pay for this. Would you equate that to ignorance or racism? Um, when you're talking about oppressed, it is it, a very, it, it's tough to say, bro, because when you're saying people that are oppressed, a lot of people don't know what that means. A lot of people don't know what it means because they're ignorant, right? Like I'm a, ignorant a, a, about oppression. Yeah, you can be. It's not a. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Anybody can be ignorant because they just don't know. It's a lack of knowledge, lack of understanding is what ignorance means. So, like when you don't understand and and, and you don't know, how can you really judge someone? Right? Like how can how can I say that man right there is just a thug? But I never talked to that man a day in my life. I don't understand how the black community works. Now, when you talk to that man and he say, hey, I can't have more than $5,000 in my account. Oh, shit. The system is against you. Now you're not ignorant anymore. Now you can't judge him anymore. Instead, you should be helping him because you have privilege. That's all it is, bro. It's like once people that are privileged understand that, hey, we, we can make an impact. We can help. Things would change. Black people did everything that they possibly can. I'm talking about all the way from Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks. Fuck, if you go all the way back to Frederick Douglass, freeing the slaves, you know what I'm saying? Like You go all the way back to, to, to that time. Black people did everything that they possibly can do. Peacefully protest. We're while talking I, about, we're talking, ice, we're talking about Emmett Till. We're talking about Emmett Till, little kid. We're talking about uh, uh, Tamar Rice. We're talking about these kids that are getting killed by the cops. And we peacefully protest St. Louis, peacefully protest Eric Brown. We're talking about like peacefully protesting. What else can we possibly do? There's nothing else that we can possibly do. We can continue to peaceful protest. Oh, these guys, they're ignorant. They're doing this. They're doing that. Nah, we're peacefully protesting. At that point, bro, even if you take a Malcolm X approach to it, it's going to be a fucking bloodbath. They're going to kill us. They, they, they literally see if we get pulled over with no gun. My cousin had a fucking cordless phone. He got shot 10 times. You're telling me that that same person could take a Malcolm X approach? Hell no. We're getting killed without a gun. And that's what I was asking you when I asked that is uh, the contrast between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X is certainly a peaceful protest approach right. versus a, you know, <laughs> let's inspire fear in these other people. There's a reason why there's a Mal- uh, Martin Luther King holiday and not a Malcolm X. Fuck, dude, that's beautiful. There's a reason why. Martin Luther King believe in love, peace. Hey, they spit on you, don't worry about it. Show that you love them. It's hard as fuck. Do you know how hard it is for somebody to burn your fucking house down, try to kill your family, and you, s- and you still say, hey, I love you? Do you know how fucking hard that is? Somebody cut me off on a freeway. I'm mad as shit. <laughs> to someone to burn your house down, threaten your family, do that, and you still say, hey, I love you. That's Martin Luther King. Malcolm X said, fuck what Martin said. 
hey, we're going to take it to the violence. They spit on us, we're going to spit on them back. They hit us, we're going to hit them back. There's a reason why there's Martin Luther King Day in January. I never even thought about it that way. There's a reason why there's Martin Luther King Day, bro. There's a reason why there's Martin Luther King Day. Why do you... Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Martin and Malcolm... Dude, they marched together, right? Am I I incorrect? I'm not 100% sure. You're not wrong, but that was... I swear, I remember a picture where they're arm in arm. Malcolm 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 went to prison. And he learned a lot of the shit that he learned. Malcolm X was a subordinate to MLK before. One of the most important like pictures ever of, Martin, uh, of Malcolm X is him holding an AK-47 outside of his window. Because they tried to kill Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Martin Luther King, bro, they tried to burn his house down. I was about to say, you get the same picture of Martin Luther King on the balcony without a gun. You know, he had the famous speech in Washington. I have a dream. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like... It, it, it's, it's a difference, but it's like, okay, we tried Malcolm X, which is the, hey, let's fight back. Fuck that. They hit us, we hit them back. Martin Luther King, hey, kill them with kill them with kindness. That's what it is. Hey, I, f- I fucking hate your shirt. Hey, I love your shoes. Let's kill them with kindness. That, that's that, killing people that, with that, kindness. That's Martin Luther. Right? That's Martin Luther. But He's like, what? Malcolm was like, hey, they fucking spit on you, spit on them back times two. It's like... They fuck you, fuck them. That exactly. Kind of, it's more of an aggressive. He, he ain't fuck with what Martin Luther King was saying. He said, man, look, we tried this Dude. shit that Martin Martin's doing, but fuck that. Let's fight back. One straight, thing that Martin Luther King had said. Mandela effect. Andrew, mm-hmm. you don't know what the Mandela effect is. I know what it on. is. It's when you think of something, but it never actually happened. Like, I thought Martin Luther was in a picture with Malcolm X, like arm in arm, but I was wrong, bro. Every, when I, yeah, I literally. The Mandela effect. I. I <laughs> <laughs> but my, my point was, was Martin wrong. Luther um you know I'll leave you with this but uh you know I'll let fucking Tyrell wrap this up but uh the la- the last thing I'll say is Martin Luther King my favorite quote from him um and I'm paraphrasing is that you know the white man can spit on us the white man can say all these hateful things against us the white man can hate us and oppress us there is no reason for us to show this same hatred towards them. Mm-hmm. We will kill them with kindness, mm-hmm. uh, exactly like you said. Um, be the better person. You don't need to lower yourself to the level of the white man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that really resonates with me because that's not just something. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not something he's just saying to the black community. Right. That's something he's saying to everybody. As everybody. Be the better person. Be the monolith of justice. Stand up for what is right or wrong, not just what you are told is right or wrong. You know what we call that now? You know what we call that nowadays is is being a bigger man, being a bigger person, right? Like if you ever have like a fallout with one of your friends, you may hear someone older be like, hey, man, just reach out to him and say, you know, you're sorry. Even though you're not wrong, say that you're sorry, right? Say that you're sorry to your friends so y'all can make up, whatever, whatever. Martin Luther King is like, hey, they spit on us, say that we're sorry. Why the fuck are we sorry and they spit on us? Why are we sorry and they're the one that's being evil and mean to us? It's called killing them with kindness, right? So Dude, it's like, fuck, I, you just I, made I me think of some motherfuckers who fucked me over. Joey Badass. Look, I teach kids, I teach kids this shit, right? I teach kids this. Because a lot of times, like, especially nowadays, the, the class that I work with, I tell them this shit all the time. I say, look, you know, if kids make fun of you, if someone make fun of you, it's usually how they feel about themselves, right? So if I say, hey, damn, your shoes, look at your shoes. Oh, your shoes are ugly. 
oh, your shoes are ugly. And the kid responds and say, hey, I like your shirt. That's going to fuck them up mentally. Whoa, what? You just complimented me after I just made fun of you? That's killing them with kindness. Oh, your hair is so fucking ill. Ill. Look at your hair. Ew, your hair is so ugly. Well, I really like your hair. Wow. It, it, it blows their fucking mind because they never anticipated someone to be kind to them back. So what Martin Luther King was saying was, hey, and they spit on you. Hey, I still love you. Even though you spit on me, I still love you. Even though you did this to me, hey, I still love you. Racist people are like, wow. <laughs> he still loved me even though I spit on him? He's one of a kind. And that's why Martin Luther King, there's Martin Luther King Day, bro. Like, this is how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to love people no matter what. Because honestly, like, my, my, my thoughts on life. Is I feel like life is meant to sh- is like the general message of life is to spread love. That, that's the general that's message. All it is. If you make it the most general, the most basic meaning of life, spread love. The basic meaning of life is to spread love. If you do not spread love, then you will find yourself in, in, in some type of confusion, some type of I don't understand life. I don't understand what this means. Spread love. Because when you spread love, happiness comes. Joy comes, a lot of things. laughs, a lot of things, right? Blessings come. But when you spread hate, it's a different kind of life that you live. That's why I'd always always spread love. And I, and I tell kids this. I tell my siblings this all the time. Spread love. When people talk about you, they make fun of you. It's usually how they feel about themselves. I'd be, I'd be the first to admit I wasn't the nicest kid growing up. I used to, I'd make hella jokes on kids. Hey, it takes mistakes. Yeah, it takes mistakes to learn, you know, and I and I and I grew up and I and I understood that, that hey, all the shit I was talking about these kids, hey, it was a reflection of how I felt about myself, you know. So like, that that's all it is, man. Spread love. My message to anybody listening to this, we're gonna wrap it up, but just spread love, you know. Um, be kind and chase your dreams, man. Chase your dreams. Everybody has a purpose in life. Whether you know it or not, what your purpose is, every single person in this planet, every single person has a purpose in life. We don't know what that purpose is. is destined. It's destined. We don't know what that purpose is until one day, you know, we, we we come across that purpose. But we don't know what our purpose is in life, but... Spread love, spread positivity. Do you calm. think I would have met Tyrell if it wasn't God's plan? Yeah. And when I, Oosh, what did I tell you when we was pulling up, bro? What did I tell you, bro? What did I say when I, we was pulling up here? I said, fuck, it felt like I've been here before. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I was pulling up, yeah. I said, I feel like I, I've I been here before. I don't know. what, I've been tripping. Because sometimes, sometimes, listen, sometimes, bro, I have like, like, nope, not, I ain't even trying to bullshit y'all, bro. Sometimes I have dreams and I'm a very lucid dreamer, right? Well, I remember, I remember like if I dream tonight, I remember it. I could tell you exactly what happened every single night. And I was like, fuck, yo, I'm literally tripping out. Like, bro, I feel like I've been here before. <gasps> For real, bro. <laughs> uh, you really, you, you, got, For real. you got him. You got him. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I feel like I've been here before. Tell. That is every day of my life. Yeah, bro. Like, like I pull up in this neighborhood and I said, bro, like, I feel like I've been here before. I told, Oosh is my, my. Yeah. He he, yo, he's my witness. I said I feel like he, I've been he here did before. say that. Yeah. Whether that's like a similar situation or in my dreams, I felt like I've been here before. 
And that's that's literally how life is, bro. Like sometimes your dreams, we don't pay attention to our dreams. Nope. Powerful. They're powerful, bro. And I'm gonna leave you out with powerful. that, man. It's your boy Tyro Fry, man. Check yeah. me out. So Tom reacts, Tyro Fry, YouTube, you know what I'm saying? New music <laughs> out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 guys, what I what so I what are you talking about, boy? What are you talking about? On on what Tyro just said, anybody, um I've been in this place. Tyrell has obviously been in this place. It's terrifying. It's scary to feel that that deja vu that you've been there before. But yeah. I need you. Don't don't look. If look, you're look, listening, let me, this, let me say this real quick. Yeah. Don't be terrified, bro. Embrace it. Exactly. Because it's, exactly. A, it's a sign. You know, a lot of the times we get scared of the truth. Sometimes and, the truth hurts, but you got to embrace it. You got to really understand. Hey. What is life trying to show me? What is God trying to show me right now? Exactly, man. And right. I'll tell you what, like I have, I mean, you said it earlier, you don't know my story. You don't know the shit I've been through, but right. I, I, I've been through some shit, man. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, there, I've been in a couple places where I didn't think I was going to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And that still brought me here to this table today. All of your situations still brought you to this table today. And I'm, I'm asking anybody who's fuck still listening right now um who's going through any of this because i firmly believe that if you need to hear this you will uh, keep carrying on you have your place and it takes time to find it 100%. everything you're going through now will make you stronger and you will eventually be at the place where you need to be in your story to make it happen mm-hmm. and it's nothing to worry about you don't need to worry about where you're at or what you're doing. You will be where you are meant to be. Just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Um, and on that, again, it's just like I, I've, I've, I tell Andrew, and I think the culmination of Tyrell's point is, you know, man, somebody could hate you for no reason. That's no reason not to love them for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you never know what tomorrow brings, right? Like you can be having the worst day. You know, the, the most terrible day in the world. You know, you feel like the world is against you. You feel down. You feel depressed. You feel sad. But you can wake up and your whole life change. So you never know what tomorrow brings. I've been there. I've been in the darkest place, the darkest places in my life where I thought I wasn't going to make it to the next day. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give it another shot. I woke up the next day and it was better. You know, so you never know what tomorrow brings, man. Even though it rain, even though it rains on a Wednesday, doesn't mean Thursday not gonna be shiny. Right. I mean, right. You can't have rainbows without the rain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it also includes a lot of patience too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like to say, patience reveals blessings. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the times when we're in that dark place, yeah. a lot of the times we we tend to lose hope. It's easy to lose hope and mm-hmm. faith um, when shit gets rough, but constantly reminding yourself that mm. this shall pass and it will pass, and there's gonna be a green light at the end of the at the end of the day. Things will get better. Damn, you know, yeah. it's easy it's easy to lose faith, but it's hard to be strong. Right. And I'll tell you what, man, fucking, this is a loaded story for another podcast, but the words that God herself spoke to me were, for now, be strong. The answers will come soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortune cookie. Yeah. Fortune you know? cookie. 
Oh my Fucking, god! You get Lil Wayne saying the same shit. Let it all work out. Yeah, yeah man. All I gotta dude. say is this shit gonna be a part one and a part two. No, it's not. <laughs> this shit. No, not. it's not. <laughs> this is gonna be a four-hour podcast. Yeah, oh, hey. but I think it's gonna be a part one and part two. No, gonna. Hey, I appreciate. Yeah. I just wanna but say, man, good, man. Uh, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. It was oh, really course. dope experience. Dude, um, thank you. This has been our most productive no, conversation. If I can be, if I, let yeah. me be honest with you, real quick. I thought this was going to be about, I went into this ready to ask you about your dog, about YouTube, about your life before YouTube, but I'm so happy that it, like, not to think that was would be like a bad thing, but I'm happy yeah. it came to other things, to like yeah. actual issues, like maybe like your diet and the, the prospect of um, racism, because it like... It's they're all hot topics, and just like you said, but like two weeks ago, when I when when he when I got on Facetime with you, mm-hmm. we were like, yeah, man, you, you were like, yeah, I'm all natural, man. That's what we're about. Yeah. Um, we go into every conversation thinking, yeah, we're gonna talk about this, but then it just goes into other shit, yeah. and we're okay with it. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> what, what I'm is so that? happy it went that way. What is that called? That's called fate, bro. Like, that's why I don't like planning mm-hmm. shit out, and, and you know I kind of just go to flow. Yeah, we can have talking points go and with shit. The feeling. Whatever, the, whatever, whatever God wants me to say, mm-hmm. you know He's going to use me and, and say what I need to say, and that's what it's all about, man. And hopefully, you know I can come back on again and we can do another podcast. I'm definitely down. Hundred percent. Definitely. And whoever down. needs Talk to hear it stuff. is going to hear it. Yeah, yeah, man. Whoever needs to hear it is going to hear it, man. That's that's just how life is, man. And. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely a blessing. Um, I first want to thank Oosh, you know, for telling me about the podcast, sending me his, because <laughs> his, his podcast inspired me, bro. It's my it's my little brother here, man. And uh, meeting you two, uh, or you three, my boy is not here. He had to go home and, and, and make some chicken, some, some Tyson chicken nuggets in the oven. <laughs> My little guy, man, but uh, twenty minutes on three fifty, <laughs> <laughs> chicken nuggets and fries and barbecue sauce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, man, um, it, it was definitely a fun time. Um, my very first podcast, and um, I'm looking forward to the next one, man. Dude, man, I did shit for hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy it happened, bro. I ain't got nothing yeah. to do. We chilling. Yeah. So happy you came on, my man. It's yes, a record. Yeah. We out. We closing it out. It's all gonna be good once he hits space. But I tell you what, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna push for it. It's gonna be a part one and a part two. We're gonna put, <laughs> we're gonna put them out at the same time. But there's gonna be a part one. Tyrell Fry. Uh, okay, here's, here, here, here's the episode titles. Tyrell Fry destroys a, racism. D- no, that's <laughs> the second one. Tyrell Fry destroys um, beef. <laughs> the second one is part two Tyrell Fry makes you think you're a racist <laughs> crunchitize me captain <laughs> alright let's wrap it up Thank you, everyone. You can find us on uh, Apple, Google, iHeart, and Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Man. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. What are they talking about? What are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, I love you. Yes, sir.